ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 119 of NerdPot Generations. As always, I am one of your sleepy co-hosts, Steve Taylor, along with the lovely L. Judson. Hello, sir. I, hello, friends and enemies. I was, like, dead tired when you got here. I was like, I can't move. I need a nap. I found I a way to lit a and... fire under Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you threw a proverbial firecracker, a, a cherry bomb in my toilet. Yep. And now I'm like, well, fuck, man. God damn it. Get excited for segment one of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. God damn it. <laughs> so once again, this is episode 119. So if you're your first time listening, please go back and listen to our back catalog. We have nothing but gold. So we are going to start off the show like we start off most shows with what we've been watching, playing, reading. I am going to start just because I have some weird things. Run it, baby. Two things. One, I kind of mentioned this earlier. I'm, I've been playing Mario Wonder a little bit. Yeah. I've, I've been able to start the game. It's awesome. It is truly, a lot of people have been using the comparison that it is more like a direct sequel to Super Mario World. It okay. does kind of have that feel to it, and it is just fantastic. I mean, I, I love Mario games, and the Super Mario, the new Super Mario Brothers ones, I was, you know, I liked the DS one. I kind of lost a little luster with, like, the Wii U games, and then they had the re-release on Switch and all that. Yeah. Um, I did, you know, I I do love the 3D ones, but I, you know, 2D is, you know, Super Mario Bros. 3 is one of my all-time favorite games. This game is so good. See, that's my thing is that I've always looked at the 2D ones as like the true Mario. Yeah. Like the 3D ones are like Sonic games of like we had to evolve. We couldn't just stay 2D. We had to do yeah. something new, and they they've been successful, and that's great, and I'm happy for them. But at the same time, uh. I, I always feel like Mario should be in two dimensions, yes. not three. And I I look at Mario Wonder, the only thing I've really seen besides the trailer with the elephant was the clip of the piranha plants singing and following you. Yeah, and it's it's not even the piranha pet plants necessarily singing. It's There are little flowers that talk and they actually have voice acting, which I found out is the voice actor, the new one for Mario, also voices the flowers. Oh, no kidding. And they're awesome because they're just they just say stupid funny things. Yeah. But it's the little things like now when he goes into a pipe, his hat flies off and he reaches out of the pipe and grabs it and pulls oh, it back. Oh, that's cute. It's little cool things like yeah. that. It is so well done. Yeah. And of course, it's tight gameplay. It's you know inventive stages with the the whole wonder flower which changes the stage. The elephant power is awesome. Yeah. Like, awesome. I l- absolutely love it. But the whole, you know, once again, I'm saying this after, like, playing three hours yeah. of the game. But so far, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, can't, I, I can't wait to get back to more. I, I love to hear that because I wanted so badly to like Mario Odyssey. Yeah. And I can't get over the fact that they gave us all these buttons and told us not to do anything with them. Yeah. It. I hate the motion control. And the fact that oh, you, I hate the motion you control can't too. turn it off. You have to use it. I don't know how speedrunners do it. I've seen, like, I, it was one of those things where I had seen people play it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's a Mario game. And then I played it myself, and I was like, how the fuck does anyone yeah. do the things that they do in this game? How the fuck does anyone See, get anything it, done? It's this, uh, Mario Odyssey, to me, is the same in the same boat as Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 because of the motion controls with that. I agree with you. They're annoying. I still enjoyed the games, but mm-hmm. I don't give them as high praise as a lot of people do. Because of some of the limitations. I honestly, we have not finished Mario Odyssey, and it's because I rage quit so many times that I was just like, I, Kelly keeps on asking me, like, do you want to go back? And I'm like, ah, do I? I don't know if I do. I'm kind of caught. And that's the 
shame because it, it it has some great moments, but it does have a lot of obnoxious yeah. moments. Yeah, no, yeah. we got to the jungle level, and there was just something in the jungle level that, because um, you have to go down to the substage and yep. run around and do stuff. There was just something down there that was just pissing me off, mm-hmm. and it just, like, every time I tried to do it, it wouldn't do it the way that I wanted to, the way that I thought I was going to do it. Nothing worked the way that I thought it would work. Kind of Tears of the Kingdom in that way uh. of, like, oh, this should work, and then you spend 20 minutes making Mm. this vision come to life and it crashes immediately and you're Mm. like what the fuck this should work i don't understand what's wrong with it what's wrong and there's no way to diagnostic Mm. so it's like i guess i'm just gonna leave this heap of stuff here except instead of resources it's my time Mm. (laughs) it's like god damn it that's the worst part about video games sometimes is when you get into a bad part you're like i just wasted four hours on this shit (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm angry yeah this was supposed to help me relax and now i'm angry that's why i don't play golf anymore after four hours i just throw my clubs into the water and it's like well i gotta buy new clubs now see i'm only white enough to play golf i'm not rich enough to play golf they won't let me on the course yeah yeah i I only started playing because i worked at the golf club when i was 17 Uh, so i got to play for free but yeah yeah. no i'm i'm the 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 gang from always sunny when they try to go to the golf course and they get just booted i do appreciate that yeah um so my number two is the weird one okay okay i usually don't give a shit about like celebrity athletes (gasps) taylor swift no to me it's like if you're an athlete you know, I don't want to hear about your whining stories and this and that, and I don't really care about your life. The new Netflix documentary about David Beckham. Okay. I started watching it, and I was absolutely fascinated. It's four episodes. Okay. And I think the thing that fascinated me is you look at celebrities in America, athletes, celebrity athletes in America, and you're like, yeah, they're famous. Yeah. No one has ever been as famous as David Beckham. And yeah. watching this, and, and just watching, like... His passion for his sport and his passion for his wife and family, which is, like, really drawn out in this. And you see, like, a lot of the issues and the different things they had to go through with not only his his football playing in England, but then when he went to AC Milan and having to move to Spain and all the shit they dealt with and then the LA Galaxy stuff. It's, it really is fascinating. Yeah. Like, it's obvious that... It's told in a way to glorify him. Oh, that's how everything is. But I think they also show enough negativity about some of the things that, like, he's admitted. You know, there were times that my family, I moved him from one country to the next. And then I was like, well, I'm going to go do this other thing. Yeah. And I was an asshole. And I was like, you know what? It's what I want to do. Yeah. And he admits to that. And you're like, okay. It kind of sounds like the last dance. Where, like, there's this look behind the curtain at these athletes. It is kind of similar to that. And in, in the, the way that, like, they, I mean, they never really criticized Michael Jordan for his decisions. Yeah. If anything, they gave him further excuses for some of his actions. But they definitely went in hard on Scottie Pippen. Oh, big time. Well, <laughs> Pippen also put his foot in his fucking mouth. That's all he does. Yeah, that is I, all he does. I don't want to piss off Scottie Pippen. No, Because he will come to my house and he is two feet he, taller than me. He's not coming to your house. Um, no, but, like, I, if you are going to compare, because I have watched The Last Dance, if you're going to compare the two, the thing you would get out of this is Beckham at his peak was far more famous than Michael Jordan ever was. Really? Just because, you know, everyone sees America. And then, yeah, Jordan, when he went into other countries, people knew who he was and he was famous. But there was nothing like Beckham Mm. during his heyday. Was like, just because he wasn't as well known in America, 
what he was in like Europe and all the Asian countries and all, it's like unbe- like unbelievable success. So what I'm hearing is that while both had movies made of them, Lil Bow Wow and Like Mike are pale comparison to Kira Knightley and Bend It Like Beckham. Yes. Is what I'm getting out of this. And, but the thing, the comparison I was going to make is the thing that this showed compared to the Jordan documentary. The Jordan documentary showed that he was kind of a prick. Yeah. He wasn't really a good person. No. He's Where not a Beckham, bad person, but he's not a good person. Beckham made mistakes, but he really is and was... 1,000% committed to his wife, like, hmm. from the fucking get-go. Which you don't usually mad, get with no. athletes. And, you know, there was a whole part about when he first went to, to Spain, she was still home in England because the kids were still in school, so she couldn't immediately come, and there was this rumor going around that he was sleeping around, which wasn't true, mm-hmm. but it, like, caused all over the papers, everywhere in Europe, was mm-hmm. that he's this womanizer, and what is she doing? And she's like... I would walk out my door and there were 5,000 paparazzi. Yeah. And it's like, I can't even comprehend. Now, mind you, you know, once again, I'm I'm pitying a couple who are now my age and worth half a billion dollars One of and them don't is- have paparazzi following them everywhere now because they're 47, don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She hasn't sung in forever and he's the president of, there's a, a MLS team in Miami that he's a president of and one mm-hmm. of the co-owners. So don't give a shit. Yeah. And it's like, they have a, an amazing life now, and he still has, you know, 40 to 50 years ahead of him with half a billion dollars and all this success. And he still looks like he's 30, which blows my mind. It makes me feel like I need to start working out a little fucking more because I'm yeah. looking at him. I'm like, God damn, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm at that point, too, of every day I look in the mirror and I'm like, man, dude. I got to start doing anything. Because I finished the last episode yesterday, and it ended with, like, him and his family now. When I say now, it was like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him, I was like, Does he still... he's, I think he's just a, a little over one year older than me. Mm. And I know, I mind you, I know he's a fucking multimillionaire and I know he was a professional athlete, but it's like, God damn, he looks fucking good. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can do like two more sit-ups <laughs> than the zero that I'm currently doing. Maybe I'll start doing that eight-minute workout. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like I am up at five, and most mornings I piddle around for an hour before I start getting ready. It's like I could do yeah. like a little workout for 15 minutes. See, I don't know, something. this is always the thing, though, is that a 15-minute workout feels like a five-hour workout. It does. You're like, oh, it'll just take 15 minutes. It's that Rick and Morty meme. We'll just go in for 15 minutes and then in and out, no problem, yeah. no drama. And at the end, you're crying and your muscles are screaming and you're just like, I fucking hate everything. Well, this is why I curse out Disney because prior to Disney, I was on a good three-month run where I was working out, I think it was four or five hours a week mm-hmm. consistently. And I was in, feeling great, great shape. Go to Disney. They sap all my money. Give me strep throat. And I haven't been back to the gym since. Yeah. So fuck you, Disney World. <laughs> Um, but Steve, you can walk the mall. No, fuck you, Disney World. No, I'm walking. I'm walking ten miles a day almost now at my job. But it's like, if I wasn't as healthy as I am, mm-hmm. I would have had a heart attack this week. Yeah. I would have had four heart attacks this fucking week. Yeah. No matter how much I walked, that's how fucking much stress I was under. Yeah. So it's like, but I look at you know you know going back to the whole documentary, it really is fascinating. I would recommend to watch it, especially because. I knew a little bit about David Beckham. I knew what you saw. I knew the the model because you see all the ads. I knew 
briefly what happened when he went to LA Galaxy. I knew a little bit. I knew, you know, he played soccer and there's the Bend It Like Becca movie. But what I didn't know is exactly how good he was and how big he was. Yeah. Like, it truly, like, he went, when he went to AC Milan, they were talking. Every player on that team was, they were from many countries, and they were all the best players from those countries. And he went to that team, and no one gave a fuck about any of them. It was only him. Yeah. Because A, the celebrity, but then B, he was so fucking good that they were like, yeah, we're just going to. Yeah. And so it's it's really interesting. It's, it's just one of those ones. And and I think they did a really good job. They only had it four episodes. It had really good pacing. And they moved the storylines around. And they interjected enough like archival video of some of the soccer matches mm-hmm. that it made it interesting. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. There were some a little too many cocky shots of him. Which they do that thing, what they like to do in documentaries, where... They say all of these negative things about what's going on at that current point, and then there's like a zoom of him just smiling, mm-hmm. and then you know, okay, something good is it's happening. It's going to work. It's out. Something's going to work. Yeah. Out. And it's like they did that a little too much, but other than that, it was still really fascinating. It was really good. Does he still have the Brad Pitt from Fight Club abs? It's fucking close. <sighs> and then I forget the whole Deadpool commercial. Do you remember that commercial? Oh, I totally forgot about that. Because they have, because in the movie he says that helium voice is like David Beckham on helium or something, yeah. and he goes with like a apology to Beckham to his door, and yeah. then they end up sitting on the couch watching TV. Yeah, it was awesome. Like that commercial was hysterical. God, the Deadpool, Dude, especially the first the Deadpool best. campaign. Oh my god, was one of the best ad campaigns of all time. The Australia Day ad is still one of the funniest that is, fucking things. That is fucking great that they've ever done. And it's then the so Alice one in the bathtubs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just so good. It's so, so good. good. So funny. And then they showed he was on. Uh, this is away from David Beckham. We're on one of our tangents. When Ryan Reynolds was put, pitching the first Deadpool and he was on the Graham Norton show, they showed one of the billboards because it was coming out on Valentine's Day and it said "Love Never Dies" Deadpool and it showed no violence. It was like him and her hugging and all these flowers. <laughs> And he goes, do you know how many relationships I ended with that billboard? Because the wives were like, yeah, let's go see it. It looks go. awesome. <laughs> Why is it called Deadpool? No, my favorite will always be when I went to the dine-in theater, uh-huh. the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers, and there was a dad with two less than 10-year-olds who went to this movie. And the oh scene where DP is getting DP'd, there were some audible gasps from that side of the theater. See, and it's those fucking parents where it's like, you're the one that buys your kid Grand Theft Auto because you're too fucking stupid or lazy to look it up. Yeah. Anyone that knows Deadpool knows don't what go are you take your kid to this thinking? fucking movie. Why would you take your kid to this R-rated oh, movie called people. Deadpool? I hate people. You fucking idiot. I'll never forget the time I saw Braveheart in the movie theater and there was a five-year-old in there. Yeah. At Braveheart. Oh, I'm sure they love that torture scene at the end. The kid was screaming the whole fucking... Yeah. The whole movie's fucking terrifying for yeah. a five-year-old. Yeah. It's like, dude, just don't bring it fucking... Well, what are you thinking? Yeah. All right, so what have you been watching, buddy? So, I promised last week that there would still be some Halloween residual yes. left over. And lo and behold, the jar still has some Halloween residual left over. So, uh, I'm going to start with The Gate. Because I, I did... I said I wanted to watch The Gate. I did it. I sat down and I watched The Gate. It is a fascinating movie. It's fascinating. It's not bad. There's some elements of it that have not aged 
particularly yeah. well. Uh, the language notwithstanding, they, they, they use a few words that I'd rather not use in any context. But then there's also a scene where the dad's gun is just on the floor of the closet. Yeah. And you're like, God, that hits a little too close to home for me. I'm that That's terrifying and how accurate that fucking is. Yeah. But I did... Like most of it, I did really enjoy it. And it had one of those things where by the end, I sincerely wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. Mm -hmm. For anybody who doesn't know, The Gate is your basic 80s thing. Uh, The way that had been described to me is that it's how Stranger Things got its groove, Mm -hmm. which I think is actually a very... It's a very apt description. It's a very apt description. very much. Uh, Not only in terms of the red typeface, but in terms of just how everything is. Yeah. You know, so you have a boy and his friend and they find this weird portal in their backyard to another realm that monsters come out of. And they have this sister who's trying to help, but also trying to be cool with all of her annoying high school friends Mm. who are all douchebags. I will say, having had, you know, anybody who listens to the show long term knows that I lost my beloved dog, Wilson. Mm. The, the, The fact that there is a dog death that is extremely prevalent throughout the plot of this movie that one hit a little hard yeah and it just kept on coming back up and i was like god i really wish this wasn't a plot line but i i did get to the end and have this moment of like okay so how is this gonna work because there's this you know credit where credits do they have this fake out Mm -hmm. uh where they're trying to figure out how they're gonna get rid of the demons and they had a book that was supposed to tell them how to get rid of the demons and then the demons burned that book and so some of the annoying teens are just like, let's get a Bible and we'll read a verse out of the Bible. And I'm sitting here like, God damn it. I knew this was going to, this was too good to be true. This was all going to come out. And so there is this whole sequence of them trying to read this Bible into this passageway and it seems to be working. And at one point, one of the kids just throws the whole fucking Bible into the, the hole, which I laughed at. That was good. And it seems to close the portal. I was like, God damn it. God damn it. Is this where this is going? And no, there is a third act. Um, and the third act is surprising just because there's a lot of moments where you're like, I don't know how this is going to end. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how this is going to end. How does this end? And uh, not bad. Not bad as a movie. I wanted a little bit more out of it. I definitely wanted that classic 80s destroyed the house and the parents come home scene. Kind of scene. Yeah. Yeah. Where like there's just a giant hole in the floor yeah. now. And it's like, did that fix when the demons are left? No, there's just a giant hole in the floor now. Yeah. <laughs> and just like all these things I wanted them to kind of complete. We spend so long with these douchey teens. One of them has to die. <laughs> you can't have all of them live through this. Mm. But they all do. And it's annoying. And you're just like, God damn it. There's moments like uh, they wake up in the middle of the night to go and check on stuff mm. during a sleepover. And one of the teens has their hair done with like hairspray and everything. And I'm like, I thought that this was a sleepover. We just saw these girls with curlers in their hair. Why is this one teen have like spikes at the front of her head? Mm. So, you know, a few things here and there. Steven Dorff, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Considering early this Steven Dorff. Very early Steven Dorff. Very Dorf. early. Um, but I liked it. It doesn't hand you everything there's Mm. weird hints at a bunch of stuff and moments where you're expecting things to happen so you know that the big rocket the the kid loves setting off rockets Mm. and his sister used to but now she's too old she doesn't want to do that anymore so she's getting rid of all of her rocket stuff and of course you know that the big rocket that they never got to fire off is going to come back up at the end of the third act like we all know this right but they still do manage to get some stuff in that's Mm. really interesting and fascinating in terms of like how the kids are dispatched and how they're brought back 
and you know just a lot of the thematic elements of it i did like i did want it to go a little further at times Mm -hmm. it's not bad it just like there's just moments that are great Mm -hmm. right so you have a moment where one of the demons enters the house Our, our young hero is grabbed by the hand and lifted up into the air and he somehow gets out of the demon's grasp and you're kind of like, what's going on? What's going on? Because this is like B-grade Harryhausen, and I want this to be better. And then the kid looks at his hand, and the demon has put an eye in his hand. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, shit, we are doing stuff. And so you just kind of have this ping pong back and forth of like, it feels like nothing's happening, and then something really interesting will happen. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to feeling like nothing's happening, and then something really interesting will happen. And you're just like, I just, I wanted, I, I wanted you guys to kind of tie this up more. Not bad. Yeah. Pretty decent. It's in that realm. There are a lot of B-horror movies yeah. from the 80s, like the original Troll. I don't know if you ever saw that one. No, not all of it. Um, it's, you know, it's they, they made a bunch like that, which, like you said, it has some really good moments. And then it has some moments where you're like, oh, yeah, this thing had a budget yeah. of like $25. I forget yeah. about that. Yeah. Really interesting story time. The story begins in this dream sequence mm-hmm. where this our lead goes up into a treehouse. The treehouse is struck by lightning and falls, and he wakes up, and he goes outside and he sees that there's a bunch of workers cleaning up a felled tree where mm. there is a broken treehouse and so you're like did that actually happen was he in the treehouse and it fell what's going mm. on with this is this just childhood trauma of like he had the treehouse fall and now he's worried about being inside the treehouse when it falls even though it's already down because he's a child what, what's going on here but they don't like explain that to us they kind of just leave it to us to figure out so now there's a big hole in the ground and weird things are coming out of it and so they start playing with it the kids start playing with it and the dad comes by and is like no fill this goddamn hole mm-hmm. and so he says that he fills the hole and then there's many scenes of people looking out in the backyard and they have to see that the giant hole is it's still, still there, there yeah. <laughs> so you're just like how I, I, wait a, a little minute. bit of suspension of <laughs> wait disbelief wait, wait, wait a minute things, yeah. wait, wait a minute so so definitely a four dollar uh movie which is fine because it's usually free anywhere i think it's yes. on fubo and voodoo with ads and you know and it, you know you can do worse for four dollars it's not bad i forgot what the other one that i'm I excited because i knew i knew about the gate oh <laughs> it, uh, exciting thing for you uh my neighbor is now watching train to busan because we talked about it oh that was it that was the other one uh so i watched young frankenstein oh always great i watched... on my list top five yeah I, always fun always so good I love the sex in that Genius. movie. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> so good. It's, it's so funny. Uh, just the fact that the 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 women, instead of having like you know your usual sexual noises, they just start singing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like this is this is this is top notch. Uh, watch Hocus Pocus, which was interesting. I hold. Do to you my... understand some of the things yes. I was talking about last time? I hold to my initial statement. That this feels very much like a nostalgia-driven yes. thing, where if you don't have an appropriate nostalgia quotient for this thing, you're going to sit here and kind of find some of it grating and a little bit dumb and moments of it where you're just like, what the fuck is, why is this mm. a thing? Why is this happening? Man, that cat really should have tried harder to keep this kid from lighting that candle rather yeah. than making one bad attempt. Yeah. And then going on to be an NCIS. It turns out, I didn't know this, but I looked him up and he, that fucking Holy kid shit, was an NCIS. Yeah. Holy fuck, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> that so, makes sense now. So he, I thought I recognized He him. goes to the spirit realm and is reborn as a special field nice. agent. <laughs> but fine. I think it's strictly fine. Um, I will say, going back to what you said about one of the witches barking, I think that there's a subplot here where one of the witches either was or was turned into and then reverted back to from a dog to a human. Because I think that this one was a dog. She sniffs 
everything. She barks at things she doesn't like. She's constantly has this weird like hang jaw thing going on. But see, that's the thing is the hang jaw barking was exactly what Curly did in the Three Stooges. Yeah, he had the hang jaw, and you go rah, rah, and he did the ex- almost like were like bark for bark what she did. Yeah, but it just seems like within the the context of the film, it yeah. seems like there's something there of like she was Could turned be. into a dog or she was a dog but, and then was made into a human. See, well, here's where I I think that because. I watched, I went to my sister's house for a, a Halloween party, and she put on Hocus Pocus 2. Ah. And the beginning of that movie is a flashback to when they were kids, and she was doing it then. Oh, then I don't know. So that's where I think they were just thinking, what slapstick yeah. can we do that literally no one who isn't a 45-year-old man would yeah. know? Yeah, And it's the Three Stooges. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, it's interesting that they include all these subplots that seem like they could direct to something in the movie, and then they go nowhere. Yeah. Also, the weird devil guy who they go into the... That was weird. I was just like, I know what the joke is. Well, you know who he is, right? I recognize him, but I couldn't That's place Gary him. Marshall. Oh, my God, and, it is. And yeah. his sister, Penny Marshall, yes. is the one that comes down. Now, now that makes sense. Yeah. Now that makes sense. Within that context, it's like, oh, of course. Because okay. when I saw him, I'm like, oh. And then it, his, because I his think his wife. sister was his wife. Yes. It's like, that's his sister. That's Penny fucking Marshall right It was there. so weird. That yeah. whole sequence, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? What am I supposed to do with this? I get that it's a joke, but what the fuck am I supposed to do yeah. with this? And it keeps going. It's not a short scene. It keeps going and going and, and going. I honestly, the thing, I thought more about it during the week. And the thing I think I'm more disappointed in with that movie is my favorite scene was when Beth Midler did that musical number. And I wish they would have put more musical numbers in it. I think that could have helped. It would have also helped with kind of the suspension of disbelief of she has this big musical number, which sounds a lot like a pop song. Yeah. And she just came back from the 17th century. So she has no idea. So, like, why the fuck would yeah. she know anything and about And it was awesome. This? I love that fucking song. Yeah. It was so good. I love the scene where the mom gets caught dressed as Madonna. That yeah, I, was pretty funny. I did actually laugh at that. I also love the idea of getting rid of the parents by having them do this. They're stuck in this dance curse yeah. and they don't even realize that they're in it um i love the sequence where they go and try and call the cops and the one cop is like what are you doing kids get the fuck out of here and then it turns out he's not even a cop he's just a guy in a costume yeah. i was like okay so there there are definitely elements here of this that i like thora birch again ping pongs back so and forth weird. between being really funny and being really grating see here's the thing here's my problem with thora birch a lot of the stuff that i have seen her in and know her mostly of is her kid work yeah. when she was a kid but then she did American, American Beauty, Beauty where she showed her boobs. And I just can't. And it's it's like it wasn't like I was happy to see them. No. Because I'm like now I see these movies and I'm like oh, I just well, feel weird. It, it just feels weird now. It's the Maisie Williams effect. You watch this child for years. Yeah. And then when they Arya put that Stark, sex scene in. And, and then she last, has a sex scene. It and was you're just so like, weird. I don't want to watch this character have yeah. sex though. It's like I know she's an adult now and I know you got to be okay with it but it's like I don't it's like so it. Weird. No, I, I, there, There's a lot of I'm at that point in my life where I look at actresses like Sadie Sink and Millie Bobby Brown yeah. and Chloe Grace Moretz who is like in her late 20s. Credit where credit's due. Um, and I'm just like, stop sexualizing these babies. And then you read that they're like 22. Yeah, they're like, like 30 years old. You're like, God, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, Millie Bob Brown's engaged in yeah. Bon Jovi's son for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. So I did that. And then I watched The Peninsula. Okay. Which, oh, yeah. How was that? That is pretty good. Okay. I don't know that it's as good as Train to Busan, but it is a very good tailor 
to that. Okay. It's more about the world. You begin the movie with the day that the zombie apocalypse is happening and this one military man trying to get his family out of mm-hmm. South Korea. And they're, they're trying to get on a boat. They run into a family. The family begs them to, to bring their kids at least to the boat. And they're like, we got to fucking go. We don't have time. we got to fucking go. They're zombies. And uh, meanwhile, as they're telling the story, it's cross-cut with this news interview mm. where they're talking about, like, all the fallout and all the things that happened and how the how South Korea is known as the peninsula now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just stopped being a country. And that, ironically, the 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 militant nature of north korea has stopped the zombie apocalypse from spreading up into the rest of west asia then they say that was four years ago and you're like oh oh interesting. it's gonna be one of these movies so it is it's it's about like this group you the the military man loses his family of course because you can't have the star of the movie without him losing something yes. and he's living in hong kong and he gets drafted to do a heist because there's all this money in South Korea and if you don't mind a few zombies and you're careful you can go and rob banks and there's no one to stop you so army of the dead stole that storyline from this it would seem so because they were sent in to steal money from the zombies yes. that were boxed off in Las Vegas. So the, the only difference here is that, I think it's different. I haven't seen Army of the Dead. But the, the it's big, fucking terrible. But yeah, it's the that's, that's why I didn't line. watch it. That's why I didn't it's watch exact it. exact same story. Line. But you, you start with the money's all in a truck. Mm. So you just have to get to the truck. The truck got like two-thirds of the way to the harbor, but it got attacked. And so now they have to find the truck that has the money in it, get in it, drive it back to the harbor, and you know get out of Dodge. And there's, of course, survivors. There's crazy, radicalized people that were left behind mm. that were originally part of the military and they were abandoned by the military. So now they don't know what to do with themselves. And so you have like this kind of Mad Max feel at times, but with zombies. So it's, it, I do like it quite a lot. It's not as good as Train to Busan because it doesn't have the emotional impact of Train yeah. to Busan, but it is really good and really enjoyable. It's interesting. Yeah. It's Army of the... Army of the Dead. Is I that think it's the, Army of the Dead. Yeah. It's the one with Batista and Tignataro. They there's a zombie apocalypse happens in Las Vegas, and they block off Las Vegas. And there's money in a casino. Yeah, that he sends them in to get the money. So it's the exact same fucking storyline. Extremely story similar. But then it line. sounds like it's also similar to uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, yeah, it has Escape from New York elements. That sounds very similar but to it too. Like instead of having the president be kidnapped, there you have the crazies yeah. that you have in Escape from New York. They. Find the truck. Uh-huh. They have two satellite phones. There's the military guy and his brother, along with two other guys that are on this mission. And the uh, brother gets into the back of the truck with the money and ends up being taken to the crazy people's camp, um, where he's put into these games where he basically has to run around and not get eaten by zombies for a set amount of time. Mm. They, they give everybody a number. And so he's 61, and he has to run around as long as he can until... You know, the 10 minutes are up or he gets eaten, whichever comes first. And, you know, classic zombie games. And so they, the military guy thinks his brother's dead. Mm. So he's more interested in the satellite phone that he knows is in the truck. And that's the only way that he can call for backup. So now he and this group of survivors have to break into this compound to get the satellite phone. And while they're there, they learn even more about what's going on and the stakes are raised. Interesting. So it, it is good. It is a little... Again, I don't want to say rote, but it, it does follow some some traditional zombie storylines and yeah. paces. 
there is some really bad English <laughs> at times. Nice. I, I'm not, that's not a criticism. That's merely it. a note. That's merely a note. Um, but I did like it quite a bit. I would nice. put this a little under Train to Busan. This was definitely like a B plus, A minus. Nice. It's on my list. It, yeah. Was it Was it also on Amazon? It's on, uh, I mean, I put it on my Voodoo, so okay. you can watch it off okay. of that. I'll have to watch it on Voodoo. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want to see that. Anybody who wants, it's $8 on Voodoo as a double pack. You can get Train to Busan and really? Peninsula for $8 on Voodoo. I mean, Train to Busan by itself is worth $8. This is what alone. I'm saying. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we have to move on. To Rage. Well, what I'm thinking is... Rage okay. in the Cage. Segment number one we're doing tonight. We're doing two segments. Second one is going to be our, our mid-season NFL discussion. Yes. Segment one is there's been a lot of rumors and storylines coming out about DC and Marvel and things that have been going on. I think we need to start with DC I was gonna because say, that'll let's start go with, pretty quick. Let's start with the one that won't make me want to punch my... Yeah. So this stuff is kind of what's been going on and what we think about it. Um, Joe Maganella is has been confirmed to be returning to the new James Gunn universe as Deathstroke. Pluses. Plus. I love Joe, Joe Maganiello. I'm happy about that. I just rewatched the Zack Snyder um, Justice League, uh, which again... A, Similar to Mortal Kombat when I rewatched that, Mortal Kombat 21. The grade goes down from where it was initially. I think it was an A minus. I think it goes down to like a B. Yeah. Because there's some stuff in here that's just really it's stupid. It's really not good, yeah. The, all the stuff with the Atlanteans where they have to make a bubble of air so that they can talk, but you are also told in the plot that Atlanteans can't breathe air. Just like, then what the fuck? Why wouldn't they yeah, have their own language really that they could speak underwater? Stupid. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. And you know, stuff like that where you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Mm. I still haven't fully forgiven them for Barry Allen's running style still it's so dumb and some of the cgi on cyborg could look better and the i'll be honest the martian manhunter stuff added on at the end was weird because affleck obviously was not in batman mode yeah. when they filmed that because he was thin as shit yeah and so it's like ah, i don't really like that yeah too much. and there's that weird scene like i get again what they're doing you have the scene where martian manhunter turns Is martha into martha kent. kent and she goes to talk to lois lane so it weird. almost feels like he has knowledge of the future because they go over this idea over and over again that lois lane is the key to making sure superman stays on the side of justice yeah. instead of falling to the dark side's reign and so it seems like Martian Manhunter knows that Lois Lane needs to be here for all these events in order for Superman to fall on the right side and the cards to go the way that we want. But we're never given any information on why he knows that (laughs) or where he came from, how long he's been here, any of this stuff, nothing. We get Ryan Choi, so I guess the Atom is going to be part of the fucking Justice League at some point. But, you know, it's not bad. For four hours, you do have a few moments where you're like, I feel like we could get there a little sooner. Yeah. There's a lot of Zack Snyder slow it motion. insanely pretentious Yeah, in so many situations. The, I, I look at that scene in Iceland where the women start singing after Jason Momoa, and I'm just like, okay. Oh, my God. All and right. And like when he's walking, drinking, and the waves are crashing, yeah. and you're like, dude. Yeah. Smell your own butt some other time. Don't yeah. do it on screen. And uh, what was the other one that I saw that I, I almost laughed at when it happened? Oh, every time, if you watch it with subtitles, every time Wonder Woman does anything, there's a sting. And in the subtitles, the sting is listed as Ancient's Lament. Oh, and so every time it comes up, I can't help but be Can like... Can I be honest? As much as I love the first Wonder Woman movie, I never loved that theme music. I don't mind the theme music. The theme music was, was fine. I don't know if I just don't like it because they've overused it mm. in so many scenes. It's yeah. like, really, dude? Yeah. And also that scene where she saves a bunch of kids in the museum. Yeah. I like that scene until, that was she, a cool scene. until she blows up a wall. Yeah. At which point I'm like, 
What the fuck, Diana? <laughs> you couldn't have You work in the Louvre. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. So, not bad. But going back, you're like, I can kind of see the flaws here. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Joe Manganiello is in that movie. Has the big ending <laughs> with the Joker and all that, and which I, is awesome. I, I loved him That's in those, those two sequences. He's so good in those two yes, sequences. The presence that he brings mm. to those moments is so strong. And it has to be so different because the one is him joining the Legion of Doom, and then the other is him <laughs> being part of whatever this squad is that Batman has put See, together. See, I didn't like the Legion of Doom scene because I cannot take Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg as I wish that it. they weren't doing Mark Zuckerberg but evil. Like that, it's really annoying. It's so fucking annoying. Like, and and you know what? I I hate to say it. I go back now and I look at like Zombieland, which I used to love, and I can't stand like Mark Zuckerberg now. Yeah, or not Mark Zuckerberg, (laughs) Jesse Jesse Eisenberg. (laughs) And it's like I I don't know what it is about him, but every time I see him, I just want to punch him in the face, and I feel bad about that because he's not a bad actor. It's just. He was so annoying in fucking Batman vs Superman that I I can't yeah. stomach him. No, I don't blame him for that. I, that's a one hundred percent. I blame Zack Snyder because Zack Snyder clearly had some vision for this version of Lex Luthor, which is a terrible fucking and vision. It's, it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real just fucking bad. bad. It's just a bad vision. But so Joe Manganiello's back. Yes, and uh, his stripping partner Magic Mike, which. Once again, it's a rumor. I guess he's in talks. Channing Tatum is in talks to play Hal Jordan, a.k.a. Green Lantern, which is awesome. Which we both agree we don't hate. Yes. That, that is my overwhelming response. There is an interesting response. thing, though. If the rumor is true and he does end up cameoing as, as Hal Gambit, oh, Gambit in Deadpool 3. Oh, I forgot that he wanted to He's supposed to cameo that. as that. He was announced. He came on during one of their big panels where they had when they announced Mahershala Ali as Blade. He came on the stage to take the cast picture because he's like, I'm going to be Gambit. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, so he's going to be Gambit in what's they've said that Deadpool is going to be canonically. It's going to be the, the hitching point between 20th century and yes. the MCU. Yes. And it's like. Which I don't. <laughs> guys, <laughs> I don't know about this one. That is the only Marvel movie that I'm still holding out hope for. I see. Here's because my of thing. Ryan Reynolds. Here's my thing. What? I want to. I want to so bad. And I'm on board with everything here, man. Like, I, I'm i on board with Taylor Swift as Dazzler. I think so that much. is so fucking choice. That's and such a great idea. And the rumor that they got um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen to come, come back. back. Is, uh, like, and totally they got, on board. they got Wolverine in his yellow costume, yes. which I've been waiting for. The only thing that's missing is that he's still a solid seven inches too tall. Oh, no, he's At way too tall. At least seven inches as too tall. As much as I love him, he's still way too tall. I would love if, as a joke, they made him shorter in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, digitally made him shorter. I think that would be fucking hilarious. Well, I, I'm assuming that Deadpool's going to have fourth wall breaks about him being too tall. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Have to. Because he's way too big. Anybody who doesn't know, Wolverine is 5'2". Yeah. He's he is, a little dude. He is a little dude. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why the fastball special is him getting fucking chucked yep. by a six foot five Russian guy. Because if you watch those original, or watch, if you read those original comic books with Alpha Flight where Puck is like 4'3", yeah. he's not much shorter than Wolverine no. is. And everyone's always talking about how fucking little he is. Yeah. No, Wolverine is a tiny thing. Yeah. All things considered, Wolverine is small. That's actually one of the things that makes him interesting, is that he's small, but ferocious. Yes. And so unlike somebody like Sabretooth, who is 6'5", and enormous, looks like a fucking linebacker, you have Wolverine, who is tiny, Mm -hmm. but meaty as all hell, and is going to rip your face off, and also has fangs, Mm -hmm. and very swoopy 
not hair, but also hair. Yeah. But I love I love the mask. Love we got to so have the mask. We haven't had the mask. I anybody who is still unsure about this because none of the production styles have included him with the cowl on. Yeah. Go watch the epic rap battles of history between Wolverine and Freddy Krueger for many reasons. It's really good. But they do a comic accurate Wolverine costume and it's so fucking good. Dr. Andre Nodick plays oh, Wolverine. Nice. And he does so good. And you can tell that this has been a passion for him yeah. to get this version of Wolverine made. That's awesome. And God, it's good. God, it looks so good. And it just, you sit there and you're just like, why the fuck have we waited 25 years to yeah. do this? What the fuck have we been waiting for? Getting back to Tatum. Yes. It is going to be, I, I think it's a great casting. Yeah. Like, it, I, you know, to me, I still would love to find a way to get Nathan Philly in the play. Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan, but it's like he is getting up in age. But I mean, I don't think he's much older than Channing Tatum. To be no, no. Uh, my my concern with Nathan Fillion being anybody, he, I, he could be Hal, but I don't like him as Guy Gardner, and he's way too old to be Kyle Rayner. Yeah. So my issue is the it's the Shazam quotient, right? When Zachary Levi was cast as Shazam, everybody stood up and applauded. We were all like, "That's perfect. That's perfect casting. That's so good." And none of us thought. What are you going to do five years down the line? Yeah. When he still has to look like he's in his early 30s yeah. and act like a boy. That is a problem. And he's 55. What's your plan? What's your plan when Guy Gardner comes back in a movie in seven years and he looks like he's 63? What's your plan for that? Is there a plan? Is the plan just to hope that Nathan Fillion doesn't look like he's 63 when that movie comes out? Because that's a bad plan. Yeah. So I, my druthers... Nathan Fillion is Hal Jordan because literally every fucking person on the planet has wanted this for two decades. Yes. He's been playing Hal in cartoons for two decades. Just make him fucking Hal. Why is that? And not for nothing, Channing Tatum would make a better guy gardener yeah. than, than a Hal Jordan. So <laughs> you I got don't. your roles reversed, dude. What are we doing? So that's an interesting one. Yeah. I don't hate it, but I'm very curious about some of these ideas that DC has brought to the forefront. I'm cautiously optimistic. Just because I love the Suicide Squad so much that I'm like, I know James Gunn can make a good, and I love Peacemaker, Mm -hmm. but it's like, can he do a PG-13 superhero movie? Because those two movies, or the movie and the TV show were so great because they pushed the envelope. See, I would say that he can, but Guardians of the Galaxy is one for three. At this point, yeah. I still don't look at Guardians 3 and think, oh, this is a banger. We're, we're back no, on track. No, not at all. I didn't like that movie at all. I think it's better than 2. I still think it's still deep in the doldrums yeah. with the rest of Phase 4. Especially um, the ending. The ending is what kills it yeah. for me. Because they of ruined a the Florence and the Machine things. song that I love. They ruined it. Yeah. I love that song, and they fucking ruined it. And I still, to this day, there's a guy I work with who's big into Marvel, and I bring up... If the High Evolutionary created the... What's the gold race? Again, I can't remember the oh, name. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Adam Warlock. And Adam Warlock's people, right, uh, yeah. He creates this perfect race. Why does he have to create these toys from fucking Sid's room yeah. at Toy Story? It, just to pull on heart shrinks, and it was fucking... Yeah. Obviously, that's why they did it, and yeah. it was stupid. No, I, I, I don't like it. There's a lot of elements of it that I don't like. Yeah. Right down to renaming the Walrus Teefs. Like, come on. What are we doing? What are we doing? And the annoying rabbit that has the... It's just... Uh, I don't like looking at it. Yeah, no. It was dumb. I don't like this. It was dumb. I, don't I didn't like, like that movie this. at all. I and truly didn't like it. Between that and the holiday special... No, we don't bring it up. 
I just like I don't know if I, I would have rather faith. talk about the Star Wars holiday special more yeah. than I will talk about the Light Day. The you want to talk about Light Day? I'll talk about Life Day yeah. before I talk about Drax and Mantis kidnapping oh Kevin God. fucking Bacon and then okay? brainwashing him and then hating him because he's an actor. Yeah. Hey. Oh, that's so fucking bad. Or this cold open with this band that nobody fucking knows who they are. Yeah. Or why we would fucking and, care. And because of that stupid holiday special all through episode three, I was waiting for that fucking band to show up to start singing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're going to do it. And yeah. they did it. And I gave them a little bit of credit because of that. Yeah. That would have been an easy fucking like, oh, here's this. It's funny. It's I, like, I go back to what you said. Why wasn't Howard the Duck at the end of this movie. Yeah. He should have been at the end of this movie. They're, oh, absolutely. They're freeing a bunch of animal people. Why isn't Howard the Duck part of this? Yeah. You, you can't pay Seth Green to be on fucking Mike? You can't tell me an R-rated Howard the Duck movie? Wouldn't it be fucking amazing? It would sell gazillions. And we could have a joke about duck tits and not have everybody feel weird about it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Like, we could finally get there. The, that portion of the story could be closed. Yes. We could be done with duck yes. tits. George Lucas really wants that to happen to him. <laughs> God damn it, George. I don't know what you were on. Well, the interesting thing now is on to our third part of the DC, which is a rumor going around, but it is a very substantiated rumor because I saw it on many sites, that Warner Discovery is looking for a buyer, potentially Universal Pictures. Yeah. They are looking to flip quickly. So I was about to say, uh, Discovery going with their own brand, uh, they, they have enough HGTV executives in-house that they were like i smell an opportunity baby yep we buy it for cheap we gut it to hell we get a bunch of notice from people saying oh my god i hate what discovery's doing and then we sell it baby yep. we sell it at a giant profit margin yep. because people will pay through the nose so that we don't have control over it anymore and then prior to them coming out saying they're going to sell it they hired james gunn mm-hmm. they get all of this hype going for mm-hmm. this new dc mm-hmm. universe that's like putting in fucking marble countertops in a house you're trying to flip. It's like, yeah. it's got marble countertops. They're from Italy. Yeah. Buy it. Yeah. 500 grand more than what They're I paid for. They're brand new. Yep. It has a brand new water heater in it. We yep. just put in a water softener too. It's going to be great, man. Yep. It's going to be so the good. Water there's, a, there's a nice fire pit in the back <laughs> shaped like Nathan Fillion's head. That's awesome. Like, no, I, 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 I at this point... I don't even know, I, can I be angry about this anymore, or am I relieved? I don't even know. I just want it to be over. I'm, I'm fucking done with this. Yeah, and I mean, if Universal hasn't made so many missteps over the years, especially with, like, the Dark Universe and all that, it's yeah. like, I, I know they're one of the ones in talks, and they are a proper studio. And so they still make some good movies. They make some good shit, but it's like, dude, I just wish they would, because, like, I really want to see DC do well, especially as shitty as Marvel's doing now. It's like, I still have that love for Batman and Superman yeah. and Green Lantern and The Flash and all that. And I want to see it done properly without Zack Snyder's stupid fucking arrogant hands in it. Yeah. And it's like, please, I want to see this. And so I'm hoping that a proper studio buys it and then actually does proper and good with it. I want them to say, hey, live action's not working and animation has this big groundswell of people that are interested in it and animation is hot, hot, Which hot right now. been a talk James Gunn's been talking about. I we saw that he it. was talking about making yeah. the new longest animated feature film. Fucking yeah. do it. Because I would so much rather... I watched Justice League Dark recently. I thought very heavily about watching Throne of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Fucking Justice League Dark Apocalypse War is still one of the best oh, animated so movies good. I've ever seen. But that's the thing, though. If they go animated, 
They have to push the envelope. They have to be minimum PG-13, mm. and I would really like to see the R. Yeah. Because, once again, when the first Suicide Squad movie came out with Margot Robbie, the same year, uh, Salt on Arkham, which was a Suicide Squad movie that was a thousand times better than the live action. Yeah. No, but I, well, I misjudged that. 50,000 times yeah, better than the live action You lowballed them. It was so fucking good. And it's like, that's what you need to do. Is that the one where King Shark just says King Shark is a... No, that's the that's Justice League Dark. Yes. Apocalypse War. This is the one where... What's Will Smith's a character uh, from? Deadshot. Deadshot hooks up with Harley Quinn. Yes. And it's hysterical. Where they actually say, don't stick your dick in crazy. Yes. That's one of the lines. But like she's in the bed and he jumps in and then you just hear them breaking shit and yeah. her laughing. And yeah. it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Penguin runs a after hours club, <laughs> yes. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's so good. It's a good it one. It's so fucking uh, good. I, I will say, I don't know if it's that one or, no, it has to be that one because Hell to Pay doesn't have Batman in it. Hell to Pay is also an that's underrated a really, Oh, very gem, underrated. Really good. It, it gets a little goofy at the end, but like in that comic book way where you're yeah. not really angry that it's silly. I will say for Assault on Arkham, there is one moment that i cringe at which is when they're trying to figure out where the bomb is and deadshot is staring down the joker and gets him basically to back off with harley and and go to a different location and i think it's captain boomerang comes up and he says oi mate you just out crazy the joker and I'm just like, yeah, I'm, no one outcrazes. I will fucking kick you in the head. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a terrible line. And now yeah, no one outcrazes no. Joker. Still to my, I will still put all the money in, in, in the world that he is still the greatest fictional villain. Mm. I know a lot of people say Darth Vader. No, the Joker is so amazing. And is, I, I think it also it's a lot of just the storytelling they've done with him. Well, they've basically taken the guy from Clockwork Orange and made it palatable for a, a wide audience. Yes. Yeah. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell, yeah. Yeah. Just amazing evil. I've been rewatching the Batman animated series, and it's like, god damn. So good. I was rewatching so some of fantastic. that. fantastic. There's a great episode that has no super beings in it, which mm. is gonna, we're gonna circle back to this concept oh, in a minute. Oh, we will. That has no super beings in it. It's just about a land grab by a shitty mafia guy yeah. who wants to basically bulldoze Crime Alley, or blow it up as the case is, and use that as a, a chance to have insurance fraud and then buy the land so that he can build new properties on mm-hmm. it. And Batman has to go around Crime Alley trying to figure out all these arson things that are going on. And meanwhile, the woman that took him in after his parents died is still living in Crime Alley trying to help all the people that are stuck there. And she gets kidnapped. And it's just all these different it's twirls so and twings. And it's just so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I watched uh, the Man Bat episode. It's so oh, good. Bat. Well, because, and I think the thing, and the thing I've noticed more about this, and I didn't think about this before, it has the same great thing that Strange New Worlds has. Mm. They're all standalone episodes. Yes. They might have characters that connect, but they're all standalone stories. And they're all very unique mm-hmm. and so fucking good. And they land the story every time yes. that the fact that batman tas got away with having one of the best moments of all time which is a hanging chad the riddler has trapped batman mm. batman is going to die there is no way he can get out the riddler is explaining all of this to his crew he's like i fucking did it mm. i saw him die he's gone we did it guys we did it. We killed the Batman. And then Batman comes in and arrests him. And he's like, how'd you get out? Batman's like, I'm not going to tell you. And Riddler's like, 
but I need to know. Yes. I need to know. And then he's in Arkham, like, going crazy. Yeah, that's such and a it, great it's episode. it's so good. It's so, <laughs> it's so fucking good. And that's the, what I love the genius box. It's like, you don't have to spoon feed people. Yeah. Just say, yeah, I got out. Yeah. I'm he got out. fucking tell you. He got out. You I'm don't Batman. need to know. I'm fucking Batman. He's fucking Batman. Batman. <laughs> that's how he did it. He's fucking Batman. So, okay, you ready for Marvel? Oh. All right, we got to move on. We got to keep moving on here. So let's start with the quick topics there's a big thing about blade coming out coming out again once again about mahershala Ali being pissed and that they have the new writers and all that there's nothing really new i still give this movie a 20 percent chance for coming out i i'm right there with you i was gonna say lower i think that because it's marvel you have to assume that they're gonna push something out but even when it comes out it's not gonna be good no it's not gonna be a good movie and it, it more than likely won't have mahershala Ali. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up recasting him at some point. And it, one of those things of like, oh, you remember when we were all excited that Mahershala Ali was going to play Blade? Mm. And it's like, that never fucking Dude, happened. I was so psyched yeah. when I saw that, that fucking press yeah, conference. because he's perfect for it. He is absolutely perfect. And, and he desperately wanted to play it. Yeah. And they found a way to well, fuck it up. Edgar Wright desperately wanted to make an Ant-Man movie. It and was it one of his awesome. dreams. And Marvel just drove him from the building. Because they're assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had fucking Peyton Reed, or whatever his fucking name is, come in and rewrite it with Paul Rudd. Like, that's going to make it better. No. You fucking ruined it. You ruined it. We could have had something cool, and you fucking ruined it. Dog shit. I am still... I will forever be angry at the Ant-Man movies. Because they're not what I want them nope. to be. They're not bad, but they're so not what oh, I want them to be. The third one's fucking bad. The third one's not great. Quantumania is fucking bad. Yeah, the bad. third one's not great. The, the fact that Kang gets beaten by ants that have been there for centuries, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's that movie's bad. fucking terrible. It's bad. I mean, when you can say that it is the worst Bill Murray cameo of all time. Yeah, it's not good. That's That adds to you, just how all, bad it is. All he had to do was say what MODOK stands for. That's all you had to have Bill Murray do, and you somehow still couldn't yeah, get you still that, fucked that up. done. Can't get anything done. We're not even talking about MODOK. All right, so Ugh. second topic, Brie Larson wants out. Yeah, is a big I don't blame her. Around. I don't, blame, I don't her. blame her, and I, I, I've never liked the amount of shit she got. No, she has had a real raw deal. She has. And it's not her fault that she's in a movie which is, I don't know how to phrase it, because Captain Marvel means so much to women. Yes. And so little to 90% of the men I've talked to. And it almost has... Again, this is just my analysis. I'm not saying one way or another. It almost has that kind of beer goggles feel that a lot of other Marvel and superhero properties end up having. Where if you sit down and you go through the plot, Avengers. I love Avengers. Mm -hmm. If you go through the plot of Avengers, it makes no fucking sense why any of the characters do any of the things that they do moment to moment. Right? It's just fucking, why is Loki's plan this? What is Loki's plan? Does he have a plan? Why did Thanos send Loki to get one of the Infinity Stones with an Infinity Stone? Yeah. What does any of this mean? Why is Loki even alive? None of this is touched on. Yeah. But we don't care because you're just caught <clears throat> up in the fun and the thrill of it. And I think that's kind of what Captain Marvel is for a lot of people. Mm. My problem is the third act of Captain Marvel is terrible. Yeah, it's fucking and terrible. the first two acts aren't exactly great. It's not a bad movie, but it's not a good movie. Yeah. And she didn't, like, I don't, once, like you were saying, I don't put blame on her. No, it's not she's her fault. She's a great actor. We know she's a great actor. I blame the directors. It had two directors. Oh, 1,000%. And it, it has no direction. No. It is so, you can tell that Kevin Feige was practically speaking through them with a medium of just like, oh, and then this happens. Oh, and then this happens. Yeah. Oh, and then this happens. And you're just like, but none of this fucking makes any sense, first off. And second off, 
It's dumb. Yeah. And third, you could do something really cool. You're going to do Supremor, and it's going to be this. Mm -hmm. This is the Supreme Intelligence. This, this. The Kree don't have an issue with evolution. They're just a warmongering race. They don't have any reason for going out and doing more, which they but do. Susan Sarandon, watch out for her and then, in a leather jacket. Oh my god! And then you, and then you fucking have the end of the movie, which is really the crux of when I say when things don't work in another movie, and you just kind of excuse it. Yes. If any other movie, I don't want to say starring a man, but just generally speaking, if any other movie had the ending that Captain Marvel has. Where she just becomes unstoppable mm -hmm. and she can fly through space and crush anything and no one can touch her and no one can hurt her. And there's no drama about whether she's going to be in any way mm -hmm. incapacitated. There's nothing. It is just a flat line of, oh, she's unstoppable. Like even the Hulk had to take on abomination, mm -hmm. right? Even the Hulk had all these different psychological things going on in his story. Thor has to take on the Destroyer without his powers mm -hmm. and then has to take on Loki. And, you know, all of these different concepts that are just zoomed right past mm -hmm. in the interest of she's unstoppable because we want to have the scene where a woman is unstoppable, which I can appreciate yeah. in the second act. Yes. That can't be how your movie ends because there's no drama. And then with every other film she was in, playing that character was a roller coaster ride on how powerful she was mm -hmm. or how powerful she wasn't. Is anybody able to stop her? Nobody's able to stop her. Well, at the end of Endgame, they they were able to find ways to stop her. And then all of a sudden, she's taking out all the ships. Well, the only way that they were able to stop her... So she takes out all the ships. Yes. She gets the gauntlet from Peter. Mm. And then she's going to deliver it to Ant-Man. Thanos blows up the ship. Or the ship, the van. And then she goes to fight Thanos. And Thanos can't do anything with her until he gets the Power Stone. Yeah. And then he's finally able to overcome her immense power over him. Thanos is taking on gods. Thanos is taking on, like, a demigod because you have Captain America who's more than human with Thor's hammer. Thanos is taking on the heights of technology with Iron Man. She makes Wanda Maximoff look like a weakling. Yeah. And I never liked that part at the end of that movie because I always said, when she got the gauntlet, just go. Yeah, just go up. Just go. Disappear. Yeah. No one can catch you. Yeah. You destroyed all the ships. Thanos can't fucking fly. Yeah. You'd be on the other side of the universe by the time anyone found out. I, don't get me wrong, I love seeing a woman kick ass. Yeah. That is not my issue. My issue is not seeing a woman kick ass. I mean, you ass. and I agree. Ridley. Aliens. Fucking amazing. Black Widow. That moment in Avengers where yes. Black Widow says, give me a boost. And Captain America's like, are you sure about this? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it'll be fun. This is what I come yeah. to the movies for. This is what I love. We're going to talk about Echo. <laughs> I love Echo in the comics. She's so fucking badass. She's so cool. And she has the greatest costume and some of the best powers of all time. And she's so awesome. My issue is not how she kicks ass. My issue is that Carol only kicks ass. Yes. She does not have a weakness. And then you're going to push Flurkins on us. Which, the new one has even more Flurkins than before! Oh, I want to talk about that monstrosity that's coming. I'm going to warn you, friends and enemies, we are... Almost assuredly not going to review. Yeah. There, there is not going to be a watch and review for the Marvels. It what is not... I'm thinking we need to do is when that movie comes out, mm -hmm. we pick a different movie in the theater <laughs> and go see it and review that. See, like I don't want it. I don't want anybody to think like, oh, they don't want to review it because it's women. It's three women. No, that and has no, nothing to do. Anyone with Anyone that. that listens to our show would know that's not the case. Yeah, 
So, like, I don't have that fear. Because we, we'll go pick a woman-centric movie. Yeah. Maybe that's when we wait to do Barbie. Yeah, hey, that's there not a we bad go. idea. That when the Marvels comes out, that week we review Barbie. <laughs> we review Barbie. So it's like, yeah, who's going to fucking say we yeah. don't want to review a woman? Yeah, no, I, I just, I look at the Marvels trailer and there's nothing here that makes me think that this is going to be even halfway good. No. And now knowing that Marvel's method is, fuck it, we'll fix it in post. That's all of this movie. Yeah. All of this movie looks like it's fuck it, we'll fix it in post. That's not that's not a good idea. That's not okay. Yeah. And that's that's the Bills with their fourth quarter plans, i.e. non-existent. Yeah. So going into these issues we're talking about, one of the things coming out, once again, rumors, is that Marvel is seriously kicking around the idea of resurrecting the OG Avengers for a new adventure. This is the dumbest idea of all time. Because they know... That they have severely fucked it up since Endgame, and that their course correction is to make a movie that they guarantee will sell, and it will guarantee to sell two billion dollars worth of tickets. Ask how, but how will it lay a foundation for the future? Well, not only that, it won't lay a foundation for the future not because the most you can do, you could do like, um, you could do a stupid story where you have a bunch of versions of the Avengers from other universes, which won't be satisfying and won't actually help us in any way. So you're going to have a version of Captain America who's a little more broody. And you're going to have a version of Iron Man who hasn't been on Earth in like two decades, man. And all these other stupid bullshitty mm. things. And it's going to be about Scott Lang and Peter Parker and fucking Okoye mm. telling them, reminding them of, of who they could be and all the heroic things that they could do. And, oh, I wish we didn't get this Thor because this Thor fucking sucks. Mm. And, uh, I would do Beta Ray Bill. If you're going to do that, do Beta Ray Bill. Oh, that'd be awesome. Okay? Do Beta Ray Bill. If you're going to do that, do Arno Sark. Okay? I don't want you to bring back the guys. Okay? <laughs> the guys are dead. That time is over. That is in the book. The case is closed. Yep. It's done. locked. We're done. All right? You cannot come back to get more cookies. There are no more cookies in that cookie yes. jar. Okay? We all moved on. And to regress back to that is such a fantastically bad idea. And even if it works, it won't work for the right reasons. Right? Yes. You know, like, you look at Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse this year. Was that movie successful just because it had Spider-Man in it? No. Was it successful just because it was the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse? That was part of it. Was it successful because it was a very well-made movie with a good plot, good acting, good writing, good music, yep. good direction, music. incredible animation? I think that was why it was. I think yeah. that's what drove people to no, see I it. I agree. I think that Barbie was a success for a million reasons. Yes. Not just because it was listed as Barbie. Okay, if anything, that was one of the frustrations was that people didn't think it was enough Barbie for mm -hmm. a Barbie movie. So, bringing back the Avengers is not even a stopgap option. Yeah. This is a this is a, a fool's errand. This will only fail. This is not a good plan. And the funny part is, is everyone's like, oh, can you imagine how much they're going to have to pay Robert Downey Jr. to come back? It's like, do you remember how Scarlett Johansson left it with Disney? Mm-hmm. The amount they would have to fucking pay her mm -hmm. to come back. And after All these... the other ones would probably come back for next to nothing because they just, like... Chris Evans has said how much he would love to play the character again. Chris Hemsworth is still, still Thor. Thor. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is still the Hulk. Jeremy Renner, who knows What's what condition he he's in. Yeah. After his accident, he's still recovering. Yeah. He's not 100%. Not yeah. even close to 100%. He might never be 100%. But so her... Dude, Young Avengers then. Like, I, 
don't yeah. bring back the original six. This is such a bad it's idea. It's such a terrible idea. This is such a bad idea. I really hope that this does just fizzle. Yeah. Because this... they're going to get enough blowback. But unfortunately, there's going to be enough fucking idiots that oh, are no. like, yeah, I need it. Oh, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that are so psyched. Oh, yeah. They're so psyched about just the prospect of it. You know, it, it reminds me of Homecoming. You're so excited about just the prospect that Peter Parker is back in the MCU and he's talking to Iron Man. Yeah. And you don't fucking care how bad the movie is yes. around You don't it. think about that shit. You don't care. That is not on your mind because you are so entranced with, <gasps> Peter's talking to Iron Man and Iron Man is giving Peter advice and he wanted him to be better. And oh my God. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here like, why the fuck would Peter care what Tony thinks? Why the fuck yeah. would he care what he thinks? Like, I've read comics where he would care, and then that Peter dies the next issue, okay? The Peter Parker that I know is constantly needling Tony, constantly getting under his fingernails, mm. just always obnoxious. And that's just their relationship is that they love each other, and it's very, I don't want to say contentious, but it's one of those relationships where Tony says, don't do that, mm. and Peter says, I'm going to do it all the time. Yeah. With stupid references to old movies. Well, that's what they ended up doing. Oh, fucking... But they could have done something great. I still say, how great would it be if every time there was a movie reference, take that out, strip it, get it out of yep. here. Instead, it's a conversation between Peter and Tony about Peter's determination to call Tony boss, which is canonical to the comic books, and drives Tony up a fucking wall, which is canonical to the comic mm -hmm. books. And so every time they have that conversation... Every time he's like, oh, but that movie, oh, but that time. Instead, it's, leave it to me, boss. I told you, don't call me boss. Whatever, boss, I got it. I'll take care of this giant guy, bam, punched in the face, you know? Yeah. And then when he's dying on Titan and Peter just looks up at Tony, he says, Tony, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And he's not calling him boss anymore. And he knows what's yeah. happening. Oh, my fucking God. That would have had so much more impact. But no. But no. We have to be fucking stupid. Um, all right. So kind of rolling into this, we're going to save the big explosion for last. Yeah. The second biggest news that came out is that there was serious consideration, once again, with Jonathan Major's issues, that Kang was going to be replaced by Doctor Doom as the big bad going forward for this cycle. Which isn't a terrible idea. It isn't, but... They would had to have pushed the Fantastic Four movie out. Oh, 100%. Like, right away. Like, right away. They would have... They... And they would have scrapped the entire second season of Loki. Yeah. There's no way they could have shown no. a second of that. No, no. And, and like, there's some presence for this mm. in comics. You could look at... Um, I almost called it the Legion of Doom. It's not the Legion of Doom. <laughs> it's the Council of Doom. Mm. Um, the Legion of Doom is an entirely different thing. Yeah. The, the Council of Doom... You could do like a thing mm. where Doctor Doom in one universe, because it just takes one Doctor Doom, breaks into Kang's Council of Kangs and basically just kicks them all out and replaces it with a Council of Doom. Mm. And so you have that moment at the end of Ant-Man of like, oh, it's all these Kangs. And then the next time we see it, it's like, that was like two weeks ago. And then this sociopath from Latveria came in and fucking just wrecked shop with his magic and his technology. It was bad news. And now he wants to condense all the universes into one universe. Because that's the one where his mommy's alive and not enslaved to the devil. Look it up. <laughs> that's a deep dive. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. I would have almost gotten excited for them. It's kind of like when they said, oh, Matt Smith might play Reed Richards. And I'm like... 
You already cast John Krasinski as Reed Richards. I know. You had your chance. I'm not following you down this rabbit hole. No. Oh, but but Eddie, Eddie might be Johnny Storm. That's a great concept. Is it going to happen? Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to fucking happen. But it, to me, it not only would it have made sense, I'm very shocked they didn't do it. Because once again, these issues are still going on. There's still yeah. litigation against them of these physical assaults against women. And it's like... I stopped watching Loki after episode two. Episode three is where he gets his like first big reveal, and I just didn't want to watch it. Yeah, because of that. Like I don't like I don't give a fuck that it's a bad show and it is a fucking terrible show, but I don't want to watch this guy who I know is a piece of shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, it's, it's like I don't watch Kevin Spacey movies anymore. Yeah, well, it's I, it's that it's the NFL rules, right? We have this issue with the NFL all the time. Yeah, the Ray Rice, the Kareem the Deshaun Hunt, Watson stuff, Deshaun Watson. Tyreek Hill, all of these guys who have at one point or another been dinged for spousal abuse mm-hmm. or domestic assault or, you know, any number of things. You know, when Alvin Kamara got suspended for assault, I was grateful that it at least was against a man in a bar. Yeah. I was like, okay, at least he didn't beat up his girlfriend. Yeah, I still never, like, oh, out of all of them, I never got the Ray Rice one because it's on video of yeah. him clocking this woman and knocking her ass out. Yeah. It's like, dude. What do you think? Like, you can maybe, in in some universe, get away with the, it's just an allegation, it's, he said, she said. He fucking, on video, punched her in the face. It's like, I don't give a shit what she said to him. Roger, two games is not enough. No, not even remotely What are we doing, close. Roger? What are we doing? Like, this is a, you're done in the National Football League, yeah. take your money and retire. And we got there. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. But it took a long time to get there and a lot of public people being like, hey, you going to do anything about this? I mean, you look at all of the scrutiny Ricky Williams got for smoking yeah. weed. For smoking weed. That's all he did. His career was over with for smoking weed. I don't love Ricky Williams for many reasons, right? Yes. He is responsible for one of my favorite moments of all time watching a football game, which was his frozen dreads coming mm. out of his helmet when he got tackled and oh, his yeah. dreads broke because he was playing Buffalo and he fucking got just beat and his dreads broke because it was so cold. Mm. And I was like, that's a fucking great goddamn moment. Mm. But going back and looking through his history, I'm like, man, I, I'm i Ricky Williams, man. I, don't, I am right in that boat of just like, yeah. I don't want to deal with this shit. I, I have problems, man, and this helps. So why – what's the deal? I don't get it. What's Especially the problem? Especially at that point, and even now, the league is pushing all kinds of opioids on yeah. these players for pain relief. And That's like, the craziest thing. It's is so nuts. They're pushing real addictive drugs over just being able to use marijuana, which is legal in a bunch of the states that yeah. the NFL is currently and playing it is out proven. Of. Those conservatives listening, it is a non-addictive drug. It is non-addictive. Hey, listen, again, I don't agree with Cat Williams on fucking anything. Yeah. Except for this one thing, which is that God gave us weed because all you do, you don't have to prep it. You don't have to do anything. You grow it out of the ground, you smash it up, and you light it on fire and breathe the smoke. And that's fucking it. There's none of this toxicality. There's none of this byproduct. There's none of this making it. There's no tar. There's none of this other junk in there. It's just leaf, light, breathe, done. Yes. And it just drives me up a fucking wall that it's there's so still crazy. this problem with, so with marijuana. It just is so stupid. It's funny how we went from Dr. Doom to Ricky. <laughs> 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 That's a really good tangent. All right, so we got to get to the big one before we get to Echo. Yeah. Echo, 
trailer came out. And this is what I thought when I watched the trailer. Marvel's going to do it to me. Because the trailer, when I watched it, I thought, you know what? It kind of looks dark. It doesn't look bad. I kind of liked, it looked like the Vincent D'Onofrio from the Netflix. From the Netflix Daredevil. Daredevil show. Yeah. Until I read the article saying that she's a villain, it's not canonical, and uh, she's not going to have any of her powers from the comic book. And I'm guessing when they say that she's a villain, she's going to end up turning by the end of the series and being a hero or being a heroic force in some capacity. Or she's going to be like an anti-hero. Yeah, she's going to be like a Punisher type or something. And no, you guys fucked it up. You guys fucked it up. I saw the trailer for this, and my first thought was, never going to happen. No. Never going to happen. What you're selling me right now is never going to be what the final no. product is. There is no fucking way. And it's a shame because the, the scene of the Kingpin beating the shit out of the dude and then his bloody hand just... I was like, dude, that's yeah. fucking awesome. And he's wearing the white suit, so yeah. there's blood all over his white suit. And it's like, okay, this is what I Wait, want. He wasn't wearing a Hawaiian shirt? No. And a actually, stupid hat? And a Panama hat for no fucking reason. He wasn't wearing that? No fucking reason. I guess if you dig really deep, it's a reference to some comic. But that listen, I am always here to go. Yes. And in this conversation, I will say, go to the comics. Go yeah. to the comics. There are some moments <laughs> where you don't go to the comics. I'm not convinced we need a clone... Saga. I don't think we need to do the Clone Saga. I think we can just kind of sidestep that. We don't need to do it just because it's there. I fucking love Echo. Echo is one of my favorite members of the New Avengers. I fucking love the Echo introduction comics with Daredevil. It's so good. And she's such a compassionate, amazing character. And the way that she looks at the world and views society and views the people in it and the history that she brings. Everybody's heard at this point the the two wolves story where every person has two wolves in them, one of doubt, one of courage. And the only way that one is stronger than the other is the one that you feed. Mm -hmm. Right? Everybody's heard this story. They do that in the comics. And it was one of the first times I'd ever heard that story. Mm. And it's so fucking choice. And it's so fucking good. She gets trained by fucking Wolverine. Okay? She's amazing. She's badass. Oh, and by the way, she has Taskmaster's powers. So if she watches something, she can recreate it instantly. Okay? I love that she's deaf. Mm. I think that's amazing. And I'm not saying you need to do, again, what they do in the comics, where she speaks perfectly because she just mimics how everybody else speaks. So she speaks perfectly even though she's deaf. I'm not saying do that, right? No, we don't need to do that. We don't need to go there. But come on! You're not going to have a scene of her watching Bruce Lee movies. You're not going to have a scene of her watching Avengers fights. You're not going to have a scene of her watching Daredevil. You're not going to have a scene of her watching Kingpin. You're gonna not going to have a scene of her watching Muhammad Ali Box. You're not going to do any of this shit. She learns to play the piano as a child just watching Someone play the piano, and then she goes up and plays the piano. That's how she gets Kingpin's attention in the first fucking place! I am so pissed! And not only all of this, mm-hmm. but then this whole idea that Marvel's going to try and do a swing-out of this isn't core canon. Kind of like um, what they do with the Joker and the Batman now yeah. in the DC Universe. But those are still Elseworld stories. Yeah. This takes place in the MCU but isn't core to anything in the MCU and maybe doesn't take place in the MCU. It sounds a lot like the Netflix shows and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This definitely takes place in the universe. So there's going to be some actual connection back to the movies. No, 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 no. But it does take place in the universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we going to be able to actually see that in a tangible way at any time? No, 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 no. Even though this has Daredevil in it because you see a quick glimpse of him and he was in Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. And it's like... 
Come on. And then they have They're not the, far from home. Uh, no, no way home. No way home. Yeah. They're the same. They're all the I fucking know, I same. I fucking hate They're those all the names. fucking They're same. They're stupid names. But isn't it funny? Because he came back home. It's so good, isn't it? It's so, it's so fucking choice. I can't think about that nonsense. Um, so I... Not only are they doing all of this, yes. and not only are they saying, so now they're getting rid of her powers. They're getting rid of her backstory. They're getting rid of her history. They're saying that she has no connection to the MCU, even though her entire story in the MCU is inextricably connected yes. to the MCU. From Kingpin to her father being killed by Hawkeye through to all of the everything that she has been through. Somehow not going to be connected to the MCU. Which is so fucking stupid. Fucking dumb. What's the point of making this? And then they say, we're doing this for the street-level heroes that have less impact on the global and cosmic order. You're so fucking dumb. (laughs) You're so (laughs) fuck. Have you never heard of a hand ninja? Have you never heard of Luke Cage and his various run-ins with people? How about Jessica Jones and the Purple Man? Yeah. Any of these things? Are we going to do any of these things? Because last time I checked, Iron Fist was listed as a street-level hero. So is Kung Lung now just not going to be a fucking thing? Yeah. What are we talking about? And you have the opportunity to reboot. I mean, you you would have to bring What's-His-Face back as Luke Cage. Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. He is Luke Cage. He is Luke Cage. Fucking 100%. But you could cast someone new as as Iron Fist and do Power Man and Iron Fist! Or bring back Jess Henwick as Colleen Wing who ends as Iron Fist and is amazing! Yeah, she's awesome. That was the best thing about Iron Fist was the end of season two when Iron Fist, Danny Rand, was kind of like, I'm not going to be Iron Fist anymore. And in any other situation, I'd be like, "Ah, this fucking sucks because I like Danny Rand and I don't want him to be ushered away for Mm. any reason. But then fucking Colleen Wing steps in and she has the sword and the Iron Fist powers. And it's so cool. Because she was badass She's in that so show. She good. was so fucking good. She's so good. And it, you have stuff here. This yeah. is all Black Widow to me again. You have it. All of the ingredients are here. Yep. Okay? This isn't some chop challenge where we gave you a fucking durian. And now you got to figure out what you're going to do with that shit. Okay? You have it. All here. And it's fucking eggs and fucking flour and sugar and milk. And we're just asking you to make fucking cookies. Yeah. Why are you, you doing this? You have the cast. You have you it all. You already got Charlie Cox. You're going to get John Bernthal back as Punisher, they keep saying. You're, you're gonna, you have Vincent D'Onofrio already in the already show. Already in the show. So you have all these people. You're going to be able to get Kristen Ritter back as Jessica Jones. Yeah. She loved playing the character. You're going to be able to get Mike Coulter back. You'll probably be able to get Jessica Henwick back because, you know, there's the famous thing where she turned down Shang-Chi, which I think, who knows if that was the right decision to do the Matrix movie. But she hasn't really done much, so it's like... Dude, she'd probably be on board if you're like, dude, you're going to be Iron Fist. You're going to be the main character in the show along with with Power Man. She has a thriller coming out later this year. She directed a short film and she was in Glass Onion. Yeah. And that's really like... That's really it. All she's been doing. She's a great follower. And this could be... But like, this could be her... What George Clooney always said his Batman was. You know, I I had to make Batman so I can make Good Luck, Good Night. Or Good Night, Good Luck. And this would be her... I need to do the show because... I'll make a shit ton of money, mm-hmm. and then I can do my little passion projects because yeah. I can afford to fucking yeah. do them. I can do them at the rate exactly. and scale that I want to exactly. do it. No, I'm so frustrated because you have it. You have it all in front of you, and mm-hmm. all you need to do is bring the composite pieces together in a satisfying way with everything leading back to what the comic book fans wait, really wait. love. 
Daredevil doing the walk of shame isn't satisfying? Well, it depends. How do you feel about uh, him doing it down the street instead of over the rooftops? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and, had, and in, in costume. Out except for his Except boots. for his boots. Because for some reason, that was yeah. the part that he couldn't sit down and to put you, on. You had to have the funny part because the old woman walked by him. Oh, and then you have, um, uh, you, I'll never get over yeah. how She-Hulk just has control over her powers yeah just the whole time no 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 problems no issues even in the comic books where she hulk does have a larger measure of control than bruce does it's not like this (laughs) marvel you can go fuck yourself yeah well so so here's my thing then i'm not gonna watch it (laughs) if you're gonna take away echo's powers and you're gonna make her a different character and you're gonna strip out everything that i love about her why would I watch this show? Yeah. Because the reason I would watch it is because I love Echo from the comic books with the white hand on her face and the fucking great storyline where she becomes Ronin and takes on the Yakuza and finds the first Skrull who happens to be Elektra and all these other things. Oh, wait, we can't do that because we did Secret Invasion and it fucking sucked. Yeah. I'm so sick of this. And basically, actually, I should be thanking Marvel. Thank you for telling me that you don't fucking care. Yeah. This is everything we've said. They're just saying it up front now. They're saying it up front. They're just saying it up front. We don't fucking care. Yep. About our core. Yeah. We care about all of the periphery. It's kind of like the Wii. The Wii started with Zelda Twilight Princess because they're like, and they're like, listen, we have we have a core. We're gonna give you a game, but then everything after that is the periphery, Mm -hmm. and that's why the Wii died a quick death after it sold a. To all the, every senior citizen in the world, it died a quick death because all the games were just shit. It's and this is what Marvel is. You had the core, and then everything now coming out is periphery. Oh, it's all bloatware. Oh, terrible. all bloatware, all shovelware. Yes, all just there Absolutely. to fill in the shelves to make it look like there's a lot of games and there's a lot of action on the Marvel front because man, they make a lot of content. These yeah. must they must be really popular because they make so much fucking content. And it's like no, first off, they're not very popular because. Second off, their content fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. And it it has, and it will continue until changes are made widespread to the entire Marvel TV Foundation. Throwing it into a spinoff of Marvel's billboard, whatever, whatever they're calling it. I don't fucking care what they can call it. Mm. Not gonna help. You can call it Marvel Knights. Won't fucking help! <laughs> like, and, see, and this is the thing that it's gonna irritate me about this show. I think from a show from what is put on screen it's going to be a successful show because it's going to be well made but that is how they're going to masquerade for the, those who unlike us don't know yeah. anything about this character to make it a successful show to because secret invasion sucked and it sucked in the ratings and everyone hated it loki 2 I don't think it's doing well. It's not doing great. It's not doing great. And and fucking a lot of people are like, it's too convoluted. It's kind of stupid. I don't fucking give a shit about it. You got a rapist as the bad guy. But now you have this show and it's like, it's going to be gritty. And it's going to be It's, it's gonna not be action. though. But we no, know but, it's not. But here's the thing. If they do it, that's what I'm hoping it isn't. Mm-hmm. Because if it isn't, it'll fail. If they do it gritty, it'll succeed. And that's where they'll be able to say, well, see... We don't have to follow canon. We don't have to. I, it obviously was a success for us coming out and saying, fuck it, we're just going to use the character's name and change everything about them. Mm-hmm. Kind of AKA Miss Marvel. And that's what terrifies me. Yeah. Because at least now with the failure of the last couple movies and the last couple shows, they have this little crisis where they're like, 
are we jumping the shark? Do we need to bring the Avengers back? Oh, you and jumped the shark, baby cakes. Exactly. Shark was 200 feet back that way. Yeah, it was, to me, it was really the Eternals was the big jump. That was the, the jump. But it was like, now it's like, if this is a success, they can use this as a way to keep moving forward. And once again, the content might not be bad as far as just artistically on the screen, but what the character is and how you're bastardizing, that is going to get worse. The jump for me was it began with Taskmaster, which quick, oh, quick yeah. tangent. That was pretty fucking Quick bad. tangent. How do you fuck up the same power set twice? Yes. With two entirely separate characters, you fuck it up. They have the exact same power yeah. set and you fuck it up that was twice. Bad. And it's one of the coolest power sets of all time. And it doesn't have lasers and it doesn't have super strength and it doesn't have all these other things. It's just really, really perceptive. Yeah. And you fucked it up. And you don't need CGI for it either. Twice! You just need a good stunt person. Twice you did this! Yeah. So that was where, you know, that, that was the proverbial ramp. Yeah. Then the the over the sharks was Trevor Slattery being an oh, actual even. enforcing character to the plot of Shang-Chi. To the point where he has impactful meaning on the plot to the degree where the ending could not happen without him. Can I be honest? I've actually put that out of my mind. <laughs> you just reminded me and it's like a nightmare coming back and then, my brain. And then Eternals was the cement at the end. <sighs> you just landed in this wet cement and you sunk down and then it froze around you and you were just like, so th- I'm stuck. This is where I am now. There's nothing left for me now. I'm stuck here and everything is bad and I have nothing to hope for anymore. Yeah, and then it was just completely downhill. And then everything there. from there has just been shit, 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 shit. And uh, yeah, no, I remember coming in. Except for Werewolf Finder. Yes, but that was one of their spinoffs. And then they found that a way to count. fuck that up too by colorizing that it. That doesn't count as core canon, Steve. That was a spinoff. That's true. That might not even take place in the MCU. We don't know. But then once again, they found a way to fuck it up. Yeah. It's like, that thing was impactful because it was in fucking black and white. Yep. You gotta fuck it up. Yep. Uh, no, like, I... they don't remember what happened when they tried to colorize the monsters and no one fucking <sighs> watched it. Because it's like, yeah, the show was great because it was in black and fucking white. Well, Rob Zombie decided he wanted to colorize I don't, the monsters No, we don't too. talk about that. That never happened. <laughs> That was a fucking terrible thing. Again, how do you make a mistake twice? Oh, my God. Yeah, hiring Rob Zombie to make a movie nowadays is how you make a mistake multiple times. But um, I, I just look at this, and I'm so frustrated, and I have no plans on watching it until I hear new news. Yeah. With this new principle and style of making shows, which is to make television like a normal fucking person does, where you write a script, you give it to somebody, they say, yeah, let's make this. But only do one episode as a proof of concept. You make that one episode. You give it to a studio. And then the studio says yes or no. And then you go on from there. Or you do it low budget. That's See, just the high budget version. There's a low budget version. They're not going to do that. Because I think Echo comes out. In oh, like it comes out week. later this year. Yeah. It comes out really fucking soon. Yeah. Um, Which again is another bad sign. Anytime trailers for something drop this close to the actual premiere oh it's january so it's it's still only two months away it's not that long two months away it's not that long think about when they premiered the trailers for loki season two oh it's coming oh it's coming Uh, we've been talking about loki season two since july yeah you know and i I just i i this is really the point we've been talking about it back and forth for a few weeks now we are really here yeah we are at the precipice of this far no further i can't follow you anymore marvel like what you said is this is the first time they said the quiet part out loud yeah like, yeah. they officially said. Yeah. They pulled the Republicans, yeah. and they were just like, nah, fuck all y'all. Yeah. And you're like, wait, you can't actually and say see, the, that. The sad thing about this is if, like, I truly 
adore Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. And if they do a great job with him in this show, I'm going to have to watch it just to see that. Cause see, I but love if they do it. a great job in the show for five episodes, and then in episode six he shows up in a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, then I'll hate Then it. what am I fucking doing with my time? <laughs> it'll, it'll quickly turn into the Halo TV show. This that is happens. what I'm saying. It's like, Master Chief's fucking a woman? No, that ain't fucking What happening. the? F- <laughs> Master Chief took off his helmet? And he's played by Liam Schreiber's brother? What the fuck is this shit? Why is oh, porn my stash in my fucking <laughs> Halo show? Orange is the new Halo. Oh my god! Um, all right, so we got to move on. Yes, we we got to get to our. This is we we've been wanting to talk about this. This is our mid-season kind of rundown of what's been happening in the NFL. A little peek behind the curtain. This old man so, over here, this wizard, he, he hasn't watched the games from week nine yet because we are recording this Saturday night, yes. and we do not know how any of the games besides Titan Steelers is actually going to go in week nine. But we press on regardless. Yes. Now. And here's the thing with I, I I'm I've been trying to remember my predictions. Predictions. Me too. <laughs> the ones that I remember is um I think I picked the Broncos. <laughs> you did pick the so Broncos. So that was a failure. Um I think I picked the Bengals, who right now they're four they're, and three and they're, they're getting rising. better. They're rising but like the dough. Ravens are crushing it. The Ravens are really good, although their offense is so sporadic. Yes. If it's on, it's on. And if it's off, it is it's off. way off. Um I I I still am close to my AFC projection was the Jaguars, who are six and two. They are doing really well. And they only have three really, I would say, tough games left in the season. They have the Niners. Um, the Ravens and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Everyone else should be a pushover for them. Yeah. So it's like that might come to fruition. The NFC one, which I did think I picked San Francisco, but I did pick Green Bay to win. I picked the, the Bears. I know we were, <laughs> off. we were really off on that. I was looking at the Lions and I was like, oh man, I really want to vote for the Lions, but I really think the Bears are onto something here. I no. think I, I want to say I did Eagles, Niners, Bucks. I think and the did. Bucks still have a chance. I mean, the South is just the NFC South is a Donnybrook. Yeah, that's the term. Very much. It's so. a Donnybrook of just like who's going to come out, whoever lands the last punch. That's who's going to come. And out. I still like the the trade deadline just came and 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 went. I don't know why the New Orleans Saints didn't put a massive push to get Devonte Adams. I don't know why anybody didn't do a massive push for Devonte Adams or Derrick Henry. Why? The Derrick Henry one, I don't get. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why the fuck not? Like, De- what is Derrick Henry? Um, they would have only had to pay him five million. Five million dollars. He's a rental. Yeah. He is a a low budget rental. And listen, Titans. I'm guessing that the issue is that the Titans were asking for three ones. You know, like they were they were probably asking yeah. for way too much. And Will Levis, their new rookie, just had a big game the week before. So. They're probably thinking like they got goo goo eyes, and they're like, "Oh, our season's not done. The AFC South is pretty weak, and if we just come out a little bit above of other teams, we can get a seventh seed." And then they lose to the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers, who are we talked about how the Ravens are sometimes on, sometimes off. The Steelers are often off and occasionally on, yeah. but like for one or two plays a drive. I still don't understand, like. Mike Tomlin is a, a wizard. He's a great coach. How are they five and three? Because their offense reeks shit. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> it's terrible. Their defense and their defense is kind of sporadic. Yeah, they're, like they're great at some points, yeah. and then they're not so good. I will say this: every time I go back and look at previous drafts, and I see that Jade, TJ Watt, TJ Watt, that TJ Watt was a twenty-something pick. 
I'm just like, God, fucking, what? Yeah. He's J.J. Watt's brother. What's your concern? Yeah. Why is he a stealer? What's your concern? He should be on any other team. Yeah. Well, he should be on our team. I mean, he potentially will end up having a better career than his brother. Than his brother. Which is nuts. Because he has not had the same health issues that exactly. his brother has had. He's had health issues, but no, had no, some, no near the same. But J.J. Watt, towards the end there, was, oh, he was, he was almost a glass pony. Yeah, he really was. Of just like, man, he's injured again? Oh, that sucks. As soon as he left the Texans. When he was on the Texans, he was fucking unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. Well, even then, he still had knee and hip yeah, problems. Yeah, and then he had pectoral issues in Arizona oh God, I and just that all shit. these things. So it's just like you feel for the guy. I do. Because he's a great he's a great host. He's a great personality. And he was a fucking terrific football yeah. player. And he seems like a genuinely good guy. I think he was nominated for Walter Payton at I one think, point. Yeah, well, he was. And I think he might have won. He might have won. Yeah. Um, so he seems like a genuinely good guy, and you just don't want to see that kind of guy injured. You want to see Deshaun Watson spending three and a half weeks on the maybe IR. Maybe not. Is the, he injured? Maybe he's not. Easily the biggest bust in NFL history <laughs> is that worst trade in NFL worst history. Worst trade and fully guaranteed two hundred and fifty million dollar contract. You know what? Couldn't help into a better owner than that piece of shit with the Browns because mm. he's such a douche. Jimmy man. Haslam is an idiot. Oh, he's such a moron. He's a fucking moron. I mean, and, and like especially, I know he's having a little bit of a rough patch right now, but the way Baker played the beginning of the yeah. season, it's like you forced him yeah. out. Oh, and, and that in the man worst way. Literally played. As injured as you can as a quarterback while still being able to be somewhat successful. Yeah. And you pushed him out. Yeah. For fucking Deshaun Watson. He got you not only your first playoff berth, but your first playoff win. Yeah. In like two days. After a one win, was it one or two win season the yeah. year before? Yeah. It's yeah. fucking insane. So it just, I, I can't get over the Browns. The Browns used to be the hang dog. Like everybody wants to see the Browns do well. You know, they're, they're a chocolate pudding pop melting on the sidewalk. Yep. You're like, oh, someone save them. <laughs> and, and then this happened. You're like, oh, fuck the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> fuck and, them. And, like, their defense is so fucking good. Oh, my good. God, it's so good. I'm actually playing their defense in fantasy this year. Yeah. I, I, this, this week I'm starting their defense because they're at home against Arizona. And now Miles Garrett doesn't throw helmets at people anymore. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. No, they're fucking really <laughs> they're, good. But, good. like, for real, for real. Um, I get back to the Derrick Henry thing. I am happy, though. Because I know I kind of kicked this around. One of the teams that he was rumored going to was the Bills. Yeah, there was a lot of that talk. A lot of rumor. I I think I like their pickup better. I have mixed feelings on it. So anybody who doesn't know, they picked up Leonard Leonard Fournette Fournette. off of waivers, basically. He was just on the couch. And uh, here's my thing with with Lombardi Lenny, as they call him. Um, He comes in. He has a lot of personality. He was... Good for the Jaguars. He was decent for the Bucks, but he had a drop off there. Because well, if you think about it, this first season with the Bucks, they got him halfway through the year. He wasn't their premier back. Mm. He was their. We need you to get a couple yards. We need uh, red zone score touchdowns, yeah. and he's great at that. Yeah, it's last season he was their number one. He just doesn't have it anymore to be the number one. He is like the Ezekiel Elliott of the Patriots. Yeah. This is their Zeke. Yeah. It's like they don't really need him to do too much, but he has that experience that when they get into a situation, that's why they called him playoff Lenny when they won the Super Bowl with Tampa, because when he got into those situations, he got them what they needed. He did it. He did the job. And I can see that with Buffalo. I know you had it with, uh, you have it with, uh, what's his face? James Um, Tiberius Cook. No, not not Cook. Uh, who's the the big dude? Um, oh, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Who's a local guy? He's he, from Syracuse. Yeah, he's from Syracuse. He's he's good and all, but I I think he can, if anything, 
you can learn from Fournette. Well, and Latavius Murray is also the oldest running back, which doesn't say he's no. like, he's like three years younger than I am. He's yeah. not he's, he's not, not sixty yeah. or something. But he's but he's thirty two is yeah. old for a running back, and you can see it because he had a great start to the season. And he's tampered off quite. Yeah, a bit. he he. I do love his bully running where he yes. just hits the pile and moves it. But I I definitely did feel like we needed another horse. Yeah. In that stable, I think I'm so divided. On the one hand, playoff Lenny doesn't cost us anything. No. We don't have to give up any picks. Not at all. We don't have to give up anything but money. Derrick Henry would have cost picks at least a one, possibly numerous ones. Yeah. And then you have to pay him on top of that. Yeah. The pressure to re-sign him would have been Would have been great. enormous. And then you also have the worry, is this going to throw off Cook? Because Cook is finally coming into his own. And if we got Derrick Henry, then he would have to be the bell cow. We would have to run everything through Derrick Henry. And you would Henry. have to change your offense. Entirely. Because he, you would have to run Derrick yeah. Henry 30 times a day. Yeah. Josh Allen's not going to be running no. as much as he does. No. Which isn't a bad thing. But it is what it plays, is. He also plays worse when he doesn't run. Exactly. He he does play worse when he's not running around. And a good, a good example I heard from, um, I can't remember who it was. It was one of the commentators. He was saying, like, you never say... I don't want Lamar Jackson to run. But the only difference between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen is Lamar Jackson has learned how to run out of bounds and slide. And slide. And it's like, Josh Allen can keep doing these runnings. He's got to stop hurtling. He's got to start sliding. He's got to stop going headfirst into people. I We both listen to Rich Because his shoulder's fucked. Yeah. Because no, of that shit. It's, it's really fucked. Yeah. It's really fucked. It could greatly diminish his abilities in this game on the road against the Bengals, it which already, is the, one of the biggest games of the year. It already has the last few games. He has not had the same no. kind of zip. He has not had the same accuracy. Uh, I mean, and it doesn't help that he's making all these really, really iffy throws of like, Diggs is triple covered. I guess I'll just yeet it at him yeah. and hope that he figures something out. And it's like, or you got underneath guy in Shakur. You could throw it to him. Yep. He would be great. You could do the 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 screen route off Cook. That would be pretty good. Yeah. No, 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 no. Digs. Everyday digs. And I'm just I I came into the season saying I have to believe in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, then I worry that I'm going to jinx us. Mm-hmm. Man, I really want to believe in us, man. But right now, we're not even the best team in our division. Yeah. I, I hate saying that the Dolphins are better, but they are better week to week than we are. They didn't struggle against the Patriots. True. If they played the Giants, they'd whoop their ass. Well, and here's another thing. In reality, we'll have to see after this week, the Jets have been playing really The Jets have been good. playing better, too. And we still have to play all three of them again. Yeah. Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins. And we already lost to the Patriots and the Jets. Yeah. So that's not great. No. And, you know, I'm just, I look at how Buffalo has been playing of late. Yeah. And it is... Just so hangdog. It is this, like, I have a, a hoodie from when we first won mm. the division back in 2020. I guess that was, a, was that the second year we won the division? Whatever. When we won the division that year, I got a hoodie that says humble and hungry. And it was like this this mantra for the team of mm. like, stay humble, stay hungry. Because like, we gotta, we gotta stay out there. We gotta keep fighting for it. And that was a few years ago, granted. Man, we are not humble anymore. And we make some really bad decisions. On both sides of the ball. You know, I, I love Jordan Poyer. He's one of my favorite players on the team. Mm. He has got to stop missling guys after the play is done. Yeah. It is a real problem. That and fucking, that goes to coaching. Yeah. And it's, the Bucks game. 
the Bucks game Dude. was just a fucking miserable slog where, like, the beginning of the game, we looked great. We finally came out like a house on fire, getting stuff done, showing offensive prowess, showing that we can run the ball, showing that we can do all these different things. Defense comes out. They're playing hard, even though they're injured to goddamn hell and back. Yeah. We get down to the last fucking drive of the game, yeah. and we are making this shit count. The Buccaneers had a 75-yard drive, which usually takes maybe a minute or two off the clock. It took seven and a half minutes for them to get 75 yards down the field. Yeah. And most of that was because the Bills would get them to fourth down, force them to turn the ball over on downs, and then have a dumb fucking penalty yep. that gave them a fresh set of downs. And that happened twice! Yeah. And then they almost tied the... They, they did tie the game, and then we had to go out and score another touchdown. I don't... They almost won the game. If Godwin turned around half a second sooner, they would have lost that game. And that's what I say to anybody who says there should have been a penalty on that play. Mm. You're full of shit. You're so full of shit. And this isn't just me as a homer. It's a Hail Mary. You're going to call a fucking penalty on a Hail Mary? We both listen to Rich Eisen. We have respect for Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen went off on this whole diatribe about how if it's a penalty in the second quarter, it's a penalty in the fourth quarter. And I'm just sitting here like, and you're willing... To put everything in a game, on a call, on the goal line, with no time left, yes. on a holding call, because it's a Hail Mary and everybody's arms the are everywhere. The only thing I'll give Rich Eisen on this, and this is true, it was one of the most batshit crazy Hail Marys I've ever seen in my life. Definitely. And what made the holding stand out more was because it was such a unique situation where it was literally Godwin and the defender without 10 other players like crowded around them that I, I I am not disagreeing with you. I agree with you that a holding call, you know, on a Hail Mary, but most times Hail Marys are like 20 players smashing into one another trying to catch a ball. Yeah. This one was a defender and offensive player and the defender obviously grabbed him as he was trying to turn around to get the ball. And it was so obvious because it was just the two of them without all these people around them. Then get closer so it's not a Hail Mary. I know. but And, but, and this is the other thing. The terminology, Hail Mary, is a long pass. Yeah. I know they use the term Hail Mary. It's still a pass play in the NFL. Once again, I'm not disagreeing it's with you. It's rare. But I'm not disagreeing uh, with it's, you. You know what it smacks up to me? What? Is, and Joshy Boy, he does this all the time and it makes me crazy. There is this new fad in the NFL of drawing fouls like it's the fucking NBA. Oh, yeah. There's this new version of charging in the NFL where the quarterback purposely throws it, purposely throws it a little behind the defender or a little behind the receiver or just in a a place that the receiver has to be contacted by the defender in order for him to get the receiver to get back to the ball. And then you get an automatic penalty spot of the foul. Mm -hmm. So you basically completed the pass without having to complete the pass. Patrick Mahomes does this all the fucking time. I fucking can't take it. He's so good at it. And it drives me up a fucking wall. That's what we're going to do on Hail Marys now. Now we're going to do this shit. And the thing that really turned, because originally I was like, oh, that's definitely a hold. And the thing that turned my mind on that was Keyshawn Johnson was saying, any good receiver knows that when you get to like the two-yard line, you turn to look for the ball. He said Godwin was halfway in the end zone before he started to turn. Mm -hmm. And he said, if it, it, it was... The most perfect 
it Hail Mary pass I've ever fucking seen. It landed at his feet. Yeah, if he would have turned at the two yard line to get to see where that ball was, he caught that pass. Oh yeah, and that game is done that because they would have kicked the extra and point. And it's a legitimate win. It's not like exactly. a, it's not like a he said exactly. she said. It, that's a legitimate win. I think the reason Buffalo got so much shit is because of the Giants game the week before. This is exactly what I was about to say. Was that Rich Eisen? Yes. Cited that Giants play where Darren Waller yes. gets held. To which I say. That was on the fucking goal line. Yes. And Baker was at his own 40. This reminds me of, like, the Dennis Rodman thing in basketball. He would kick a a reporter in the groin like he did in that one. Then the next game, the littlest thing he would do, people would be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. He's out of control. Because the first thing, and and I understand why they didn't throw the second flag in the Giants game, because they threw a flag to play before because it was holding... And it really was, though, two holdings in a row, I but know. they were like, I can't listen, do it twice in listen, a row. Rip Johnson, Taron Johnson is my boy, and I love him, but oh my you God. gotta fucking stop. That Dude, was he's both, I think all three plays were on Taron Johnson, yeah. and it, you gotta fucking stop. You gotta stop. We got Rasul Douglas. That's gonna help a fucking lot because yes. Taron Johnson is a is a rusher more than a pass protector. Yeah. He's a nickel corner or a nickel safety, so he's more about rushing. Then he has about coverage. He's more of a mid-lane cover guy, which is why he gets fucking beat and has to hold people. I, I love Riff Johnson. Yes. This is not uh, me denigrating him. He's fucking great, and he plays like a champ. Holy shit, stop holding. Yeah. Poyer, stop, stop bombing guys after the play shit. is done. It's Ed Oliver, stop fucking talking and getting people to start fights. Yeah. Just fucking all of you. Reel it in. Yeah. Get... Your your emotions There's under no control. Discipline. There's, There's none. no fucking discipline. There, I've seen less. When Rex Ryan was the coach, oh well, that's zero different. discipline yeah, in the entire state of New York. But I I look at this and it just it's going to cost us a game. It's no, it's already cost us games. It's going to cost us more games. It's like going to England the Friday before a mm. Sunday morning game and being like, man, why are we so fucking tired? I don't fucking know. Maybe you should have shown up on Tuesday. Yeah, which still blows my mind with fucking Kansas City. They flew in yesterday to Germany. They're going to get their asses handed to them. And it's like, didn't you learn the two teams? Because the Ravens, when they flew in, they flew in on Friday, got their butts kicked. And then the fucking Bills fly yeah. in and yeah. get their butt. It's like, dude, are you that What are you stupid? thinking? They had a Halloween party. Oh. They had a team Halloween party. Oh, well, that's much more important. That they had to go to. That's much more important. That's so much more important. I'm, I'm sure that they don't have Halloween and beer gardens in Germany. <laughs> I know, that's definitely not Jesus something Christ. that you want to do. So I'm going to stick with my Jaguars pick. Yeah. The reason why... Once again, they have those three tough games. Even though the Niners now, they're kind of on a slide. I don't know if I would really consider that super tough. Um, They have the Ravens and the Bengals. So those are going to be two tough games. Jaguars right now are reminding me of that Super Bowl winning Bucks team. Mm -hmm. To where the start of the season, they had their issues, including the 0 for 7 in the red zone against Kansas City, where they should have won that fucking game. And then going to, I don't really count the overseas games, especially the Buffalo one. They're weird. The Buffalo one especially is super weird. Yeah. But they've been getting better throughout the year. Oh, definitely. And they finish against just cupcakes. They have like the, I want to say it's the Panthers and the Titans are the last two games. Yeah. So it's like. Well, the Titans can, might not be cupcakes anymore. They're cupcakes though. The, uh, yeah. I I think they're cupcakes. We're going to see. I, I, I am reminded of the Titans of 2019 when they made that late run. 
and got all the way to was it it wasn't was it the championship game i think it was the championship game that they got to against the chiefs yeah. but they they like beat the ravens and they they beat uh either the Bengals or somebody else but anyway they they had a great run and nobody thought they had it in them and i kind of look at this titans team and i think that they could do something similar i think the the big thing for me is both the afc and nfc south are such polarized divisions yeah in terms of like anybody could be good on any given week and so the falcons are currently leading they have a terrible quarterback that they finally benched so now which taylor, i love taylor heineke taylor heineke is in did you see his halloween costume he had his girlfriend dress all in black and she had headlights on her boobs and he dressed as a deer <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like that is taylor that's, heineke that's pretty that good. is so him but that's so that dude that's pretty good um so i think he's gonna do well in atlanta they have a ton of fucking weapons yes. and desmond ritter was really the biggest thing that was holding them back um, but then I look at the AFC South and it's just like, it's a melee over there. Cause like you, you have Gardner Minshew doing Gardner Minshew things yeah. in Indianapolis. You have the Titans trying to re congeal themselves. Yeah. And then you have D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud just fucking playing with their hair on fire in Houston. Like I honestly think Houston could make a wild card bid before the end of the year. I, I think his inexperience is going to come back. Mm. It's going to come up to bite him. But, like, I'm looking... Okay, I'm looking at the Jaguars. They're, this game this week is... Oh, it's not this week. They have a bye this week. So the following week, uh, November 12th, is the home game against the Niners. Mm. And then they have a home game against the Titans. Their road game is against the Texans. So that could be, like you said, but yeah. it's that's their road game yeah. is against the Texans. Home against the Bengals. Road against the Browns. Home against the Ravens. Road against the Bucks, home against the Panthers, road against the Titans. So their tough games are home games. Yeah. So that's where I'm thinking they really could win out the rest of those games. And if they do, because I think Kansas City's going to lose another one. And if they win out, that means that they did beat the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So it really would be, did Miami win out? Or is it just them? Because they still only have the two losses. Yeah. So, and I'm sorry, but you get the number one seed... And it means a lot more now. It means a ton. It means a ton. Especially you have that. I, I love quarterback. What the fuck? Is uh, for uh, the Jaguars? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Thank you. I'm sitting there. <laughs> my, my mind literally just went blank. Trevor Lawrence is awesome. Even though he has the pretty boy hair. He's like this weird hybrid of like what Tom Brady was of like in the pocket quarterback. But then kind of... Like an Aaron Rodgers, where he can run. He if can he needs run to, if he wants to. He's not even a, though he's not going. Even though he, his knee was fucked up yeah. last game against the Steelers, and he did find a way to run, which blew my mind. Yeah. He's the quarterback that he's kind of got the Brett Favre in him, where he can fuck up constantly and still come back. Like the playoff game last year, where he threw what four interceptions in the first half and came back to win the fucking game. Yeah. And it's like not a lot of quarterbacks have that in them. Yeah, where you can come back after really fucking up. See, we're gonna have a tough road to hoe. I'm oh, looking, you, no, the Bills have the toughest road to hope. I'm looking at the Dolphins' schedule. So you got the Chiefs this week. They have the Raiders, who just fired their head coach yeah. and their GM and, and their offensive coordinator. Remember this. The Chiefs this week, which is technically a road game, but they're both in Germany. Yeah. So it's like... Which, again, NFL, I just want to... the wanna, Bills have to go to Kansas City. I just want to thank you again, NFL, yeah. for taking one of our home games and putting it in England. Yeah. That was... So cherry. Mm-hmm. And then to come out and say, well, but we wanted to see what would happen. If one team stayed over a whole week and then the other team came in midweek, what would happen? What the fuck 
do you think is going to happen? Yeah. What in the fuck? Oh, what's going to happen if I take this sugar and this open flame and I put them together? What could possibly happen if I take this flaming oil and I pour water on it? What could possibly happen? I'm going to slap you. You're so fucking dumb. Yeah. Anyway, the Dolphins play the Chiefs. Then they play the Raiders. Then they play the Jets. That could go either way. Is Command, the Jets a home game or in, uh, in They're New at New York. That's where they could, because they play like shit in cold weather. And not only that, that is the field that will actually rise up and eat your legs. Yes. It'll eat your Achilles. It'll keep eat your kneecaps. It'll rip out. It is the Dan Campbell of fields. Yeah. It will rip you apart. And if, it, if you knock it down, it's just going to get up and take another bite yeah. out of you on its way back up. And the fucked up thing is that could be... For who is in first place in the <laughs> Well, so I was going to say, so so they have the Jets, and then they play the Commanders, who are openly tanking at yeah, this point. absolutely. So that's going to be a win. They play the Titans, but they're in Miami, so that is probably going to be a win. Then they play the Jets again in Miami, but that's going to be their December game, so that's going to be warm. They play the Cowboys in Miami. They play the Ravens in Baltimore, so that could be interesting. That's going to be cold weather. And then they finish against us in Miami. Yeah. And that... Either could be for the division or simply to make the Bills feel a little better trying to get into the playoffs. Or even just being like, hey, next season though, right? Yeah. Like, I honestly, I want the Bills to make it. I think that they're a six seed at best. Maybe a five seed. I don't think they're going to win the division. I'm going to say this. If they don't make the playoffs, McDermott's gone. That's I don't think so. I don't think so because he has had. I know they they just have to do extension too. Didn't yeah, they? and he's had a lot of success, a lot more success than a lot of the other coaches. I look at this as kind of the uh, when the Browns were looking for Baker Mayfield and had found him, but before they had signed Deshaun Watson, and everybody was like, "Oh, you got to get rid of Baker. He's holding you back." And all of the analysts were like, "Are you fucking kidding?" The Browns spent 15 years looking for a quarterback. Yeah. They find one, and after two seasons, they're like, get us a new one. And I kind of feel that way about McDermott. We spent 17 years in the doldrums. McDermott finally gets us into the play the playoffs again. And then the first time yeah. he has a bad season, get him out of but here. But it's not even a bad season. It's I heard a good statement about him is he's a good quarterback. Or a good quarterback. He's a, he's a good coach, but he's not good enough to get you over that hump. I think we need a good defensive coordinator that he you trusts. You need a better offensive coordinator. Oh my god, we need any offensive you gotta get coordinator. Rid of fucking Ken Dorsey's got to go. Dorsey's got to go. Dorsey's got to go. Horrible. Yeah. And like yeah. I thought the 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 offensive coordinator of the Steelers was the worst. Yeah. Dorsey might be the worst. No, Dorsey is just useless. He's dog shit. Cuz Dorsey will watch James Tiberius Cook run all over a defense he'll break off a 15 yard run he'll break off a seven yard yeah. run he'll break off another 15 yard run and then dorsey will be like let's call seven passes in a yeah. row and it's like this is fucking shit we're not doing anything on offense except for getting three and outs when we pass we are getting first downs on a regular basis when we run why the fuck are we passing the ball and as much as i hate the chiefs the one thing they always had is when they saw the weakness of the other team they put their knife to their throat and mm -hmm. fucking just took them out. Yeah, we're Buffalo, and this is what happened with Buck with the Bucks game. They had the Bucks on the ropes, and then they were like, "Let's take our foot off the gas and just coast," and we almost lost the game. That's how the Bills play. The Bills only play three quarters of a yeah. game. They can't. They you can't can. You can either play the last three quarters of the game or the first three quarters of the game, but you do not play four quarters of the game, and it makes me crazy. I've been watching the Bills for thirty fucking years. This has always been their problem. Yeah, they get to a point. They think, we're safe. We don't need to do anything. And then what do you know? The Chargers score three touchdowns and Ryan Fitzpatrick throws an interception. Oh, my God, we lost the game. Yeah. 
Why the fuck are we doing this? It's, it's Play so the whole game. It's so infuriating. Play the whole fucking game. Yeah. I'm begging you. Play the game. Because the Bills Mafia deserves a championship, and we deserve it from this fucking team. And if I have to look back on this season five years from now and think, man, that was the last best chance we had before shit really hit the fan. Well, the one thing Buffalo, above any other team I've ever seen in all my years watching football, is best at, is dangling hope in front of their fans and then pulling it away at the last second. Every time we're, we're facing a team and there's, mm. they're going for a field goal, I always say the same thing. Remember, in Buffalo, it's customary to go wide right. But that's the thing. You think about their Super Bowls. That's the only one that was truly competitive. Oh, it was. All and the all the other ones, they killed the AFC to get to the Super Bowl and then just had nothing. stopped playing. Had nothing. The Super Bowl the those years were there for against, what was it, one Washington, two, two Cowboys? Cowboys, back-to-back Cowboys. And it's like those three Super Bowls were their fourth quarters. What are the highlights of those Super Bowls? Uh, Thurman Thomas losing his helmet. Losing his helmet. Uh, Don Beebe running the length of the field to strip sack, or not strip sack, but to knock the ball out of Leon Lett's hand. Um, That's it. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Uh, So I I will say this for my my side. I think right now, divisionally, we're going to get Kansas City is definitely going to win the West because who's going to rise up? The Chargers? No, they're not going to fucking do it. They're coached by Brandon Staley. They are incapable of actually winning a division. I think the Ravens are going to keep their hold on the North, but I would not be surprised if Cleveland, if they can get some consistent quarterback play, maybe not from Deshaun Watson, and the defense holds up, I think that they can really actually make some, some hay. I think the Bengals are on the rise. I don't believe in the Steelers, though. I think that they're going to drop off here on the second half of the season. I just read something. I, d- I decided to look on ESPN just to see if there was any news. Yeah. You dodged a fucking bullet. The Jets were super close to getting Devontae Adams before the trade. Oh, my deadline. God. Be- to re- reunite him with, with uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Jesus fucking Can you imagine Christ. him and Garrett Wilson and Garrett on the Wilson. other side? Even with Zach Wilson and, throwing the ball. And Lazard and fucking Cobb. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh you my god. dodged goddamn bullet oh, right there. Oh my god! Oh that would have fucking propelled. That would have been it. We would have been, been it. We would have been third nope. in the division. Yeah, we, it would have been like Easily. we would have gone to see the Patriots and been like, "Hey, how's it going at the bottom of the barrel?" Because now we live down here yep. too. Uh, and then we would have had to. Can you imagine that oh, shit? Fucking god! <laughs> I'm so. I'm so thank happy you, I Mark saw Davis. That. Thank you, Mark Davis, oh. for having a full team meeting, players, staff, coaches. And siding with the players and firing the coaches because you liked the players so much yeah. that you didn't want to get rid of any of them. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my god, can you fucking imagine? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> god damn it. Come the We This is this is what keeps me up at night. Yeah. Legitimately, this keeps me up at night. We blew our chance. Our chance was 2021. That was it. That was the best chance we had. And those fucking 13 goddamn seconds. Yep. That was all it would have taken. And then we would have played the Rams in the fucking Super Bowl. And you would have killed the Rams. And we would have fucking shot them to hell. Oh my god. We would have kicked them to the moon like we did the next year in their stadium when they opened up. But I would even put last year. I mean, you, I know the hand Last year was thing, so fucking fluky. It was fluky. But going, like, the first half of last year, it was like, it was the same as the year before. It's like, this is Buffalo's year, man. See, everybody was saying that, but then after that loss, the uh, dehydration gate of when we played okay, the Dolphins. But, but that's what gave me hope for them, because 
they barely lost that game when you had every player dropping like flies yeah. in the first game of the season. Yeah. And for them to almost win that game was a fucking miracle. It was. But after that, we had a significant step down yeah. on almost all facets of play. Because I think it took a while for everyone to get healthy again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were it was, it, it ruined us. Yeah. That game ruined us. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm honestly thinking like... Right now, I'm hedging my bet. I really hope we get the fifth seed. I would love the fifth seed. That would be great. I would love the third seed. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen no. because that would mean that we beat out everybody on our schedule, and we don't have we don't have a terrible schedule, and but we right don't have now, an easy schedule. In reality, there is the Ravens are probably going to win their division. I mean, it, it is probably going to be the Jaguars, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and. I, mean, I still think it's going to be the Dolphins. I think it's going to be the Dolphins. It's going to be between the Dolphins and the Jets is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because we have the Broncos. Oh, no, at, you have a fucking shit. We have the Broncos at Buffalo, and then that's the last easy game for a few weeks because then we have the Jets So throughout the schedule or yep. throughout the, the standings because we've lost to the Jets twice in a row now. The Eagles. Yep. So that's going to go great. That's in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Yeah. The Chiefs. In Kansas City, those two in a row. The Cowboys, the Cowboys come to town, and then we go to LA to play the Chargers. We finally get a little, little lull. Although if the Chargers are trying to make the playoffs, who the there fuck knows? Patriots, who we already lost to, and the Dolphins. Yeah, and so it's just like, no, I mean, we have to win out every one of those games and hope that the Dolphins lose out every one of their game, or not everyone, but a lot of those games. Like we have to hope that the Commanders are suddenly going to get all eye of the tiger yeah. and beat the Dolphins. We have to earnestly hope that that happens. See, and this is where I, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm trying to, and I don't want to say this. With the way Allen's shoulder is, mm-hmm. going into cold weather games now. Mm-hmm. He's going to get stiff. Dude, that schedule, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I am seriously concerned. Because there's a good point that was made by a friend of mine at work. There's going to be a very good team in the AFC that's not going to make the playoffs because there's so many really oh, good yeah. teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were going through the divisions, and I already said the Browns could make it, the Bengals could make it, the Ravens probably will make it, the Jaguars probably will make it, the Texans could make it, the, the Titans could, could make it, make it. the Steelers could make it, the Chargers could could rebound a little bit here, yeah. the Raiders could find some fire after getting rid of Josh McDaniels and all this other nonsense. Yep. There is no clear-cut win. We could lose to the Broncos. <laughs> it's entirely possible that, that we possible. lose to the Broncos. That defense is fucking insane. That defense is terrible. And also, the Giants defense, also not great. Yeah. Guess what? We just about lost to the Giants. Yeah. We basically but lost in every way besides on paper. three-game stretch. Of having to play the Eagles and the Chiefs on the road. Yeah. Back to back. Back to back. And then, say worst case scenario, they lose both those games. How much fire are they going to have at home at that against point. a Cowboys yeah. team that's going to be fighting to make the playoffs also? Because they're going to be aiming for the fifth seed themselves. Because they, they're well, not going to pass the Eagles. They've been kicking it up. If they can beat the Eagles, was it this week? This or week. This week. They beat the Eagles? They're playing for the number one seed. Yeah. So to them, it's like... We're playing for number one in the AF or in the NF fucking C. Uh-huh. We're gonna try to roll everybody, and they have the firepower to fucking do it. Yeah, and they might even have. No, Diggs is gone for the rest of the season. Diggs right? is out for the rest of the rest year. Of, yeah, but Micah Parsons is is oh. the new. Well, their whole defense, is Lawrence fucking, Taylor, is doing really good. He'll shred you. Um, but it's like, goddamn, dude. Yeah. No, I'm I'm seriously this, worried. The end of this year is. It's coming fast. Yeah. 
and it's gonna be uh, oh boy it's yeah. gonna be pell-mell so i think my official bets for halfway through the season <sighs> dolphins I, I just i don't see anybody beating them yeah their offense is just so powerful. I think a lot's going to revolve on this game. Yeah. If they go out there and they torch the Chiefs, I think they're going to just cruise the rest of the season. Frankfurt Field, if you wanted to just kind of tickle Tyree Kill's Achilles, no, maybe, or or Jalen Ramsey. Could you knock out Jalen Ramsey's knee? Maybe I, just take I, that out? I'm on a one-game losing streak in fantasy. I need Tyree Kill to put up you, 280. I else. need Tyree Kill to not put any points on the board for the next six weeks, Steve. Okay, that's what I need. But see, here's the thing, and this is what I remember during like the Patriots' heyday. Bills fans would say the same things about teams that it's like, no, you want the Patriots to lose. Same thing with the Chiefs. Because, yeah, the Dolphins are... The Dolphins, and you have to hate the Dolphins, but the Chiefs, until you take them out, the same as with the Patriots, you're going to have that issue that if you have to go to Kansas City for the playoffs, you're going to fucking lose. Oh, yeah. We, because you that. might beat them in the regular season on occasion, but you will. You can't fucking... It's a psychological thing. Now. My dad talks about all the teams where the way that the Bills found success in the early 90s mm-hmm. was that they finally started building teams to beat the conference rivals yes that they had that kept on knocking them out of the playoffs and that was when they finally found success and it used to drive me nuts during the, the like the patriots where i would have bills fans are like oh the patriots are playing the dolphins i want the patriots to kill them it's like why so you can lose the fucking patriots listen i would cheer for a tie except a tie actually works against me because it it's not a loss <laughs> i need them both to lose steve and the only way that happens is for one team to win and the other team to have a catastrophic See, injury the thing. to me the dolphins have a much better chance of bottoming out than the chiefs do if they run because out of the steam dolphins and that defense sucks yeah if tyreek hill gets hurt they're fucking done when if that steam engine runs out of water they're done it's done so, or if Tua Chiefs gets a concussion, can play half-ass games like the ones they did against teams earlier in the year, where they barely beat the Jaguars and they, you know, they barely, or they, okay, they crushed the Bears, but everyone fucking crushed. Everybody the Bears. crushed the Bears. It's like in the, the first Denver game at Kansas City, they barely beat the fucking Broncos when they were in their full destruction mode. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you were talking about Washington's. They showed Sam Howell actually has better stats this year than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Think about that. So to me, it's like. That's a team that could find a way because their defense is really good and their offense can you know cook when they need to to where the Dolphins their offense cooks but it really is relying on that one receiver See, if because Waddle's good but Tyreek Hill is that Tyreek Hill is next level because he takes the attention away. Well, like I heard a great analogy again on the Rich Eisen show, not a sponsor. But hey, if you want to do a tie, I love Rich Eisen. <laughs> he has some great interviews with, with Tyreek Hill. He is so fast that people who are fast themselves say, wow, that guy is fast. fast. Yes. And I'm just like, "Ah, we don't have anything against that. We got nothing. Nothing. We have nothing that we can do against that. And I know that if you break down the Dolphins offense, it's a lot of dinks and dunks. And then that loosens up things for down the field. And that's really where the speed kills you in the end. I get it. But here's the thing. So were the Patriots. Yeah. And we fucking couldn't figure out that Rubik's Cube for so long. And I'm still angry about it. I'm still angry that Wes Welker and fucking Julian Edelman are talked about as, do they deserve to go to the Hall of Fame? Fuck me. 
fuck me, a slot receiver. Yeah, sure, get him in the hall. Fuck me. But see, and that goes back to, though, with the Dolphins, the thing, if you think back to that Super Bowl that the the Buccaneers beat the Chiefs, yeah. the reason they were able to, to shut down Tyreek Hill is the same reason why I don't get why people don't double-team Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill in that Super Bowl, they bumped him at the line. Yeah. And that... It throws off the throws rhythm off of the play. momentum. And then you have a safety back yeah. to make sure he can't get the big plays. Yeah. And that's what shut him down in the Super Bowl. And no, everyone forgets that. Same as everyone forgets the double-team Travis Kelsey. He's the only one that's catching balls on that fucking Until team. last week, when Travis Kelsey was no longer an option, and Mahomes couldn't connect to airmail. Like, but that's what I mean. He couldn't get his drop box to that's connect. That's what I mean. And it's like... you. All you got to do is it, it, it blows my mind. And the same thing why people don't take a page from uh, you were making fun of what the, the Patriots did. But the reason they were successful. They won six championships doing is it. They had great slot receivers. Yeah. No one does slot receivers anymore. No. There's no crossing patterns. Everyone's trying to go downfield. It's like Steph Curry with the three. Everyone's trying to hit the three. It's like they would get six yards per completion. That's what I keep shouting at Josh. Take what the defense yes. is giving you. Because guess what? Two six-yard completions is the a first, first down. down. That's why I like it when James Cook runs for seven yards. Yeah. You know why? Because now we only have to get three fucking yards. That's nine feet. And that's where playoff Lenny's going to help you. Because if you remember, he's a very good pass catcher out of the Yes, field. indeed. So that is another th- reason why. Because Derrick Henry isn't. He can do his awkward touchdown throw, which is fucking weird. But they needed that, once again, if Josh... Throws if it Josh him. throws it, he's their cutoff man now. Yeah, Cut, you know, have two running backs, have one fake, have Lenny go out, and I don't know what happened to Dawson Knox. I we had well, no, I know that. I mean, he was a beast for years. Yes. The last few years, he's been a beast, and then this year, everybody's like, "Oh, Dalton Kincaid, yeah, whatever." And now Knox is persona non grata. Yeah, and he's dropping balls, and he's got hands of stone, and now he's injured, and he's gonna be. He's going to have surgery, so he's out for the year. And I'm just like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. When did this happen? When did we get no second receiver, let alone third receiver? See, it's a lot of it. I think a lot of it is psychological with the Bills. Yeah. Oh, it's After definitely. After that, that Kansas City loss, they have not recovered two years This later. is why I say stay humble and hungry. Yeah. Is because you started sniffing your own farts. Yep. And while you might not think they stink, trust me. Yeah, they stink. It fucking, you crop dusted the whole goddamn <laughs> fucking <laughs> nice. conference, okay? So, okay, I'm making my Super Bowl pick. Yes. Jaguars, Cowboys. Okay. Going to make Cowboys fans really happy with that one. I hate to say it. I think the Cowboys are going to take it. I think the Jaguars could beat the Cowboys. I think they, no, I think they could beat the Cowboys, but I think the Cowboys defense and the fact that Dak Prescott has looked good the last two games. It'll put a big old stopper in that is Dak a good quarterback. Yes fiasco that's been going on the last few weeks and i i think i the way dallas is playing and the way their schedule lines up you know the, the really only real tough game is they have san francisco no they already they already did san francisco, san francisco. the the eagles is really they got toughest. eagles twice because the buffalo game once again depends on what buffalo does in those two games prior yeah. depends on how easy it'll be how injured are we how exactly do we have we- hide and poyer and rasul douglas in the back honestly this week after playing the bengals will allen even be playing yeah or will he's fucked up. Which Allen will be playing? Because we got two of them. Well, Both of them play yeah. quarterback. So which one do you want? Do you want Joshy or do you want Kyle? Um, so I think, for my sake, 
I'm just going to go through divisionally. I think it's going to be Dolphins, Jags, Ravens, Chiefs. I think the current divisional leaders are going to stay pat. I have to put the Bills in the playoffs because I have to believe we can turn this around. I think the Bengals are going to keep up with their current trajectory. I don't think the Browns are going to get enough consistent quarterback play to actually make the playoffs, but I think they're going to threaten the whole way through. I think the Steelers are going to fall off. I don't think the Titans are actually going to pull it out, but I think they're going to be a tough play. I could easily see the Texans making like a seventh seed run to the playoffs. And then... Potentially. Yeah, so I would say... Once again, the AFC is so stacked, though. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. So I would say... I would say probably Dolphins, Bills, uh, let's say Bengals, Ravens, uh, Jaguars, Texans, and Chiefs from the AFC. And then from the NFC, I would say Eagles, Cowboys. Definitely. Uh, Lions. Lions are definitely making it. I don't think anybody else from the North is going to make it. No, even if, not even close. Even if the Vikings try and get their act together, they're not going to. But they, don't have, they lost Cousins. Yeah, they so lost Cousins, and he was the only thing that yeah. they had. Any any fuel in the tank on. Niners, so, Seahawks. Niners and Seahawks are both going to make it. The Rams could make a run, but again, it depends on Stafford's injury, because he's injured right yeah. now. And they just have Brett Rippon. And Nakua's injured, too. Yes. And so, so they, they've had some injuries. Yeah. And they don't have the stout defense that they had the last few years. Um, and then I guess the South, God, if it's that weak, if the NFC is that weak that we can only really guarantee like five teams. And the thing with the South, I can't decide who's going to do it because the team that's looked the best consistently this year has been the, um, Bucks. Yeah. Even though they're on a slide right now. Yeah. But like the last three games, Derek Carr's passed for over 300 yards. Yeah. And it's like the Saints might. They take might. over both Atlanta and... I think that they could. I think that you could see... I don't know if I'm going to regret this pick, but I think you could see both Atlanta and the Saints making it. I think so. And I e- think two teams out of that division yeah, will. Yeah. Even though it's not a very good division, no. I think that two teams will. So I think you're going to see, let's see, Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, Seahawks, Niners. That's five. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll call Saints Falcons as yeah. the last two. And then out of that group, who do I want to see? Because I don't know that the Bills are going to make the, the Super Bowl. So while I would love to pick Bills-Lions, the battle of the of the, the lakes, I would love to see that. And in my heart, that's what I'm going to pick. But if I'm using my brain... See, for me, my number one was is the Jaguars. My number two is going to be the Ravens. Yeah. Because their defense is so stout. I could see the Ravens making it, and I could see... I would, I would love to see Bird Bowl. Ravens Eagles. Yeah. That would be interesting. That. that would be very interesting. And especially that that Eastern Seaboard corridor between Baltimore and Philadelphia. That could be really interesting. So yeah, we'll go with that. Why not? Why not? That works. Ravens Eagles. That works. Yeah, that's it. That's our football. Hey, that was a really good end of that football. Okay, yeah. folks. So this has been episode 119 of NerdPot Generations. We finally got another marathon episode. We had a couple I know. short ones, so I'm happy about this. <laughs> All October we were like, hey, hey, hey. Hour long. We're going to get you in and out. Yep. Today, two and a half. Yeah. You're going to enjoy yourself <laughs> with this one. So once again, this is NerdPod Generations episode 119. So please go back and listen to our past episodes because we got a lot of gold, including this one. Um, if you have friends that want to listen to great podcasts, make sure to let them know they can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once again, uh, I'm still working on the website, so you can't find shit about me unless you go to the Pittsburgh Wegmans and you, sir. You can find me at Judsomstudios.work under the Bronx Division tab. And next week, we're going to have some more nerdy Roll nonsense. dice. Yeah, see what comes out. Oh, God. It could be anything. We could talk about 80s 
films and their impact on cinema in that four-hour documentary we've been meaning to get to oh, all year. <laughs> or who knows, week nine could end with Patrick Mahomes losing a leg <laughs> and <coughs> Joe Burrow spontaneously combusting. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. I don't know. All right, folks. Have, have a good, good week, night. friends and enemies.